Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Thursday, October 27th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Live, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, streaming all over the land. You can listen locally on 1450 AM or 96.1 FM. You know it better as the Big X. We are here until 6 o'clock today, rocking and rolling, taking care of all your news and notes in the world of Cardinal Athletics, plus other nonsense as well. Intern Patrick is back. Uh, Trevor Kelsey is here, rocking a Toronto Blue Jays t-shirt, which makes me feel a little bit sorry for him. And... You may, I mean, really, that's what makes you feel bad for me. Well, today, oh, thank you. It's, it's you know, the playoff World Series, and you know, your guys were in it for a hot second. I mean, with the playoffs, at least you were in the playoffs. Yeah, that's, I mean, more than I can say in a long time. Far below expectations, but you know what? Yeah, so. what are you gonna do? Uh, we may hear Play more better. from. <laughs> I'm worried about today's show a little bit. Oh, admittedly, right off the top, which Uh-oh. is, I mean, it's not an unusual thing that I come in here worried about the show, but today especially. I found out, I didn't know this, and we, you, know, you were talking to Intern Patrick about this before the show. I didn't find out until like 2 o'clock this afternoon that you had hosted KRC this morning. Well, I, didn't, I, was, co- I was a special guest. Co-hosted. T- DJ hosted. Yeah. Give yourself some credit. No, try not to. Just say co-host. <laughs> I ran the whole thing. TJ, well, TJ referred to you as a co-host. <laughs> yeah, it, it was the, with, with Roush being on uh, paternity leave. Is that is do paternity leave still for men too, or is it differently used word differently? It's maternity for mothers. It's paternity for fathers. Uh, papa. Yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. Nice. Because yeah, because paternity because that just doesn't it just sounds weird, right? <laughs> I guess. Um. So yeah, he gets back tomorrow. I think he's coming back a little early because of the Tennessee game, and they had one more day open. TJ's like, "Can you wake up?" He's like, "Promise me you can wake up." And I was like, "I promise you I can be there, but I can't promise I'll be awake." Now, when did you know you were going to do this? Last night, he texted me around uh, 8 or 9, maybe. I was going to say, because we left the show yesterday, and you had not mentioned this to me. And I was no. like, I figured he would have at least said something, because getting up before 2 p.m. is a big thing for Trevor, let alone getting up at 6.30 a.m. And so I was a little bit worried when I found out. Give me your schedule. So you did KRC this morning. Yeah. The nine. And it was, and I tried to go to bed early last night. I told this to them this morning, too, as well. Like, I, I, tried, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get to he, he let me know. You know, and we're gonna do it remotely, so I I didn't actually have to be. I got I got up around it was close to six forty five, six fifty, because I just walked to the, my den and did the show remotely. Sure, but um, so he texted me I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna try to get to bed a little early tonight. You know, I I was running around, I had to run around and do some errands. I didn't get home till around maybe ten ten thirty. 
And I thought, you know, I'm just going to, you know, eat some dinner, late dinner. I'm, I'm going to hit the bed. I'm going to get to bed by midnight tonight. Get good night's sleep. And so I did that. I did that, sort of. I went to bed around midnight. It was like 11.55, 12, 12, 5, something like that. And it was one of those nights where, like, I'm just, you're laying there and you can't sleep. Yeah. And it was like my body was like, like I tried to give it asparagus. It's like rejected this going to bed early thing. Well, keep in mind, this is a normal hour to be going to bed for most, most people. For you, this is akin to going to sleep at like four in the afternoon. Yeah, this is like my midnight's like my time. Like my body's thinking midnight. Okay, now it's time to really get the, the party going. Let's play some games. Let's, let's, right. It's so my settle down moment. Imagine I, you're listening to the show right now and you just tried to like get in bed right now and go to sleep for the night. Your yeah. body's probably not going to do it. So you, it's not shocking to me that you found yourself unable to just fall asleep. And it was one of those things where like I'm laying there and I don't know. I don't know. I'm, some people count sheep, I guess. I just, I kind of do trivia in my head and. And I'm just kind of, and I don't want to look at the clock. Like that's the last, I just don't want to look over and see what time it is because I just have a feeling it's just gonna, you know, piss me off. So eventually, I do do that, and it was like three fifteen or something. No, I'm like, oh. I've literally been laying here this long. Oh, like I know I just went through like nine straight lotteries in my head, but I mean, like I've been here this. long. Could have watched two movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasted my time really. I saw, I was like, okay, I need to do something. So I got up, I went and, like smoked a cigarette. Uh, course as i refer to them i uh i had myself a nice uh, warm bowl of milk to try to try to help me put my put me to sleep and then had another one and another one it's cute and then uh so i did kind of fall asleep around me at 4 30 ish quarter to five woke up at like 6 30 ish had still kind of the uh, milk in my system i think when i woke up oh boy uh it was uh it was a fun show though had a good time doing it uh i i, I contemplated whether i should stay up after them or not uh, I did for a little while, but I ended up falling asleep around 11.30, 12 o'clock. So you, you seem fairly well rested. I'm a little tired because I'd just gotten into like a deep sleep as, as, as I was having to wake up. I mean, we came in together singing Asia today, which made me feel better. Yeah. The fact that you like you picked up and you were, I came out of the car singing, you joined in when we went in the, in the, to the station. So I was like, okay, he's got a little mojo today. He, he's he's be- It was better than I thought I was going to be walking into, what, what I was thought I was going to be walking into. No, it's uh, I'm, I'll get warmer as the show goes on. I feel you. How was it? What are the topics du jour and character? Did you have to talk UK Tennessee? Uh, we did. We talked UK Tennessee. We talked a little about Wake Forest and Louisville. Uh, TJ brought up, you know, that both coaches are going into a weekend with the chance to get their biggest wins in their resume history uh, at their respective schools. Satterfield, obviously. Oh, I thought you were talking about Clawson for a second. I was like, no, was no. Like, TJ, give us a little bit more credit than we deserve. <laughs> He's really trying to pump us up before this UK game this year. Uh, so we talked a little bit about that, but then um, a, lot, a lot of nonsense. Uh, the text line was booming, so nice. we stayed with that for a while. And um, just, I don't know, I can't remember everything because it was kind of a blur. I was half asleep. You blacked it out now. Yeah, I'm just glad I woke up and not found out I didn't cuss. Good, good. Now we've got uh, Inter Patrick in the house, and he is, of course, the the basically the crown prince of Manuel. That's what they that's what they call you around here. That's, he that's what I hear. He's the king of the Rams. He's the he's the king of the Rams. He's the the king of the Dupont. My senior superlative was life of the party. Life of the party. That's I mean basically means Wait, you're is the, that like you're the a king senior of quote or something? Superlative. Like a most likely to save the planet, most likely to be president. Oh, okay. Yeah, life you know, like of the those party. Things that they have, like you know, most likely to be famous. Like, like I don't think know. Wagner did that. We didn't do it in high school either. Yeah, okay. I didn't know. Do they still, they still do it? or did, I figured they would stop yeah, that. They did. He said he got it. Okay. I figured t- today they would have stopped it because they didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Like, mine would have been like, most likely to owe you 500 bucks or something. There's oh. no negative ones. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they don't do like... They don't do most likely to end up in jail most, again? Yeah. 
most likely to die alone. It's like, what? Like it's, she's most likely to be knocked up before the end of the semester. Most likely to not make it to 25. It's like, oh my God, what are we doing here? Uh, no, that would be great, they don't though. do those things. The only, the only thing Turner did, they would give out, they gave out superlatives at senior prom. And it was just like, you know, Mr. Basketball, Mr. Baseball, Mr. Like best theater, like best, like whatever. And, and then they had like the overall, like Mr. Trinity award, which went to like the person with like the most, you know, but basically who did the most. Mr. Trinity. Class. Yeah. I think you get was like a t-shirt or the a most sought after. No, you get like a little shamrock thing. Okay. Yeah. Whatever they had a t-shirt says I'm Mr. Trinity. Mr. Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> what award did you get? I didn't get anything. You didn't get a w- one? No, I no, I was not. A, I did not get a. They only had like ten. I mean, don't they know you own the best best record in, in, in Jim Patterson history for batting average? Well, ba- baseball season hadn't even started yet. Our uh, prom, our prom was in like March. Well, see, that's not fair. I know. I, well, okay. It's like giving out the Heisman in week two. My senior season was not going to turn any heads and, <laughs> well, and get I mean, that award for myself <laughs> afterwards. So I don't I don't think it would have fared any better in May or June. But Patrick is the king of manual, and it is male manual week, the old yeah. rivalry. And today, I believe, was you all do a, a funeral for a bulldog. Is that correct? We do do a funeral for a bulldog. How did the funeral for the bulldog go today? Uh, Could have went better. Has, has gone <laughs> okay, better in years great. past. Sorry. You, was, was, was he not dead when you better <laughs> <laughs> No. There's not an actual bulldog. I was going to ask there's you. There's not what, an what, actual what, dead bulldog. Was, <laughs> there's a picture on Twitter of it. It's actually it, it's pretty cool. They, they have like a... Sort of like an in memoriam picture of a bulldog that's framed next to like a tiny casket where they have like little flowers on top of it. It's it, I, I enjoy it. It's well done. It is good fun. rivalry. When did that, I wonder how, how long has that been going on? Uh, I'm not sure. Ever since I've been there, but my freshman no. year it was this kid and he did a really good eulogy and they had kids that like I guess they got graduation robes but they were all like behind him like singing in like a gospel choir style thing. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. That's and we hilarious. didn't do that. So. Oh. Oh, well, why'd you tease it? Because <laughs> they, they did it my freshman year where we lost by a field goal oh. and had a game-winning field goal opportunity and fumbled the snap. Oh. You have, have been that's very... That's creative. I like that idea. But so what What, what we're on today? Uh, the kid that was supposed to do it got caught in traffic, D-lineman Josh Johnson. Oh, that's not uh, good. But one not of the, a good sign one at all. Very good D-lineman. Not good at getting on time to do Bulldog Eulogies. <laughs> not great about planning his day. That's okay. So what happened? You, the eula just didn't show up. Uh, two of the girls that are on the executive council that uh, plans all of it stepped up. Uh, they said they wrote their little eulogy in two minutes, and it lasted about one minute, and it just could have been better. Could have. <laughs> under the bus. No nope. vibes are off. No <laughs> yeah. vibes are off. No discredit to those girls. They did with the spot they were put in. They did a great job. You should have stepped up and done it. What would have been your no, eulogy? No, they they asked, uh, one kid came up to me and asked me like, uh, "Do you want to do it?" Josh is late. I was like, "If he has something prepared, I'll go up and read it." And then he was like, "All right, I'll text him." And then J- Josh texted back like, "I was just gonna get up there and freestyle it." I was like, uh, "I'm not gonna do that." <laughs> I would have loved doing that in high school. That, that would have been one area where I would have excelled. That would have that would have had fun doing that. Webster's defines death. <laughs> <laughs> You have been very confident about this like game for a long time, by the way. You, you, you've, you've been claiming victory for, for months now. Even it's though just, you have started coming in here. Even though Manuel actually hasn't won in like 10 years. They haven't won in a long time. 2013. Yeah. It's been damn near 10 years. That's crazy. We didn't play in 2020. Didn't so. play in 2020. Would have won then. That's right. Would have won. You are like, like now Manuel kind of iffy back-to-back performances. Didn't beat Butler by as much as people thought they were going to last week. Didn't it was senior night. As we, much. And then Mayo... Lose the Bullet East last week. They now have four mm-hmm. losses. Are you still feeling very confident going into this? I'm feeling. Pre- I'm feeling pretty confident. Okay. Uh, 
Daniel Sweeney, their running back, his uh, health is in question. Uh, people are saying some people are saying he's cleared. Wolf didn't give Who anything to the people? Carrier Journal. He said it was questionable. He said no, he doesn't know. He said he's playing. not sure. Gamesmanship. And if he plays, I'm less confident. But if he doesn't play, I'm pretty confident. Okay. All right. I may or may not have the inside scoop on that. Do you? No, I said may or may not. Well, you may not. <laughs> you do have an inside. So are you like are you are you going to combat Patrick this week? Your uncle is the the AD at, at Mail. Yes. Are you like full anti manual this week? Do you I hate, mean, do you hate Patrick? When you win ten in a row, it's just kind of like yeah. Uh, you know, there's, right. there's there's other things that bother me. Okay, he's not he's not it. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, that's really that's like the anyway. male angle of it all. Like you'll see quotes that like, like this one dude Is put this out even a rivalry anymore. And, uh, or like we we just are focused on the on the state playoffs and uh, this is just another Friday night. No, I love well, it. Well, for what's worth, Mayo was in the same thing because before this streak, I think they'd lost like three or four in a row. God, they really. I remember my when 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 Wolf first got there. I think he'd lost his first three to Manual, but went to the two state finals. Wow! So it was kind of a uh, was kind of a weird thing, and then he's got on his roll. I mean, I, I, I'll root for Mel because because of, of John, but outside of that, I mean, yeah. all my passions was Wagner pretty much. They uh they they go on runs. I remember my junior year, Manual beat Mel for the first time, and like it, it was longer. Was that than, was than that two? It was uh, my junior year would have been oh one. I think. Uh, because it was the, my I graduated in 03, but the fall of 02 was my senior year, and they lost to Mail when Michael Bush blocked a kick and returned it. But the year before, Keenan Burton went off. It was, yeah. it was the our, fall of 01. Uh, our current head coach was uh, was on that team. There you go. That makes me feel old, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Not really. But I remember like all my friends Emmanuel, like they stormed the field and stuff. And it was the first time in like 18 years. It was a yeah. long, long time, however long it was, and they were good those years. Yeah. Um, and then it was the classic Keenan Burton versus Michael Bush those mm -hmm. two years. Yeah. And then the year after was the Bush. Blocked a field goal and returned it, and that was kind of the, the end of that. But uh, always fun. My, my uncle coached at Mail back in the day. He was the head coach for the 100th meeting between Mail and Manuel. He's still got the, the game ball in his house. I believe uh, Mail Manuel is, is, the, is like the second oldest rivalry in the country and oldest like east of the Mississippi. I, yeah, think it's, is what it's, it is. I know it's always up there on those lists. I want to say, I think it's, like, it's the oldest east of Mississippi and like second or third oldest in the entire country. I believe it's the 140th meeting. 140th meeting. Wow. Well, best of luck to you. And Trinity won't play Wagner. Trinity will just <laughs> dodging that old rivalry. Dodging this is 1994. Wagner is playing a Fairdale team that's 8-1 and one this week. I'm a little bit nervous about how tomorrow night's going to go for him, but that's okay. You, uh, you give me 50, right? I mean, I, but I don't think we settled on a line. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know. would have covered that like four the last five games. I don't know if Fairdale takes their foot off the gas. They beat everybody like forty nine nothing. Like they, they don't beat anybody by fifty. <laughs> Coincidence. Yeah, I, I think they just like take their. They don't want to like punish anybody. So this is going to go probably pretty poorly for them. Uh, we got little things to talk about today. We're, we're inching closer and closer to what is. I think as the week goes on, the importance of this game is really setting in for not just the team in Scott Sanford. I think they, they knew how important it was going into the week, but Louisville fans are finally starting to realize just how big of a game this is. Three thirty with. A top 10 Wake Forest team visiting Cardinal Stadium and how much this win, I think, would alter not just the season, but potentially the entire Scott Satterfield era. Uh, so we're going to talk more about Wake Forest this week or during today's show. We, we've got a couple of other items to get to pertaining to basketball, a couple of follow-ups to yesterday's recruiting notes that we had. And then we'll take text from you, as always, in the Thornton Sucks line at 502-414-1450. Love our guys at Thornton's. Love the Refreshing Rewards app. Download that bad boy today. It's going to save you money every time you need to fuel up at one of the 76,619 area Thornton's locations. They're that many for a reason. They know what they're doing. They're great at what they do. 
Download the app. Save you some money inside, save you some money outside, and then text us at 502-414-1450. Do you want to know how great and how Thornton says you covered for everything? Yes. You want an example? TJ brought this to my attention today on the show. I, I almost forgot about this until you mentioned Thornton's. Okay. Uh, apparently, he is, uh, he's found the love of my life. At Thornton's. At Thornton's. We thought we found her at Taco Bell. We it thought turned we... out to be a guy. <laughs> now... <laughs> I mean, that happens to everybody, right? I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm hesitant to. Are you ready to, to love again with a Thornton's woman? So, hopefully, the, the, the story is he was at uh, his local watering hole watching the Packer game because it wasn't on local television. Oh, poor TJ. And uh, yeah, that's where he felt bad for TJ. I agree. And then he was leaving. He said he stopped at the, uh, the, the Thornton's in his neighborhood because there's one in every neighborhood because that's, everyone loves Thornton's. They're everywhere. And he went in there and he said he was, he was he's walking to the counter. Uh, I guess he's wearing his Packer gear. And the woman asked him if uh, he, they, they had won. And he's like, no, we suck. We lost. Yada, yada. And she was, uh, I, I don't know. I guess he said he asked her something else. And her reply was like, well, I like football, but my real love is wrestling. Oh. And he was like, really? He's like, um, like WWE. And she's like, yeah, it's, I don't mind that. But I really, I, I watch pretty much anything. I, I love all, even the, I watch Japanese wrestling. Yada, oh, wow. Going off. And TJ was like, I have a man for you. Like, I, he was, and I don't, I mean, I don't know if he actually said it that way or not, or actually said that, but he is, uh, he's told me, he, and I don't know the Thornton's location. So like mm. he, and, uh, I don't know if I maybe should go in there wearing, um, you know, like some, maybe, maybe my wrestling shirts and see if it, you know, put the warm out there, try to get a little, little nibble, you know, and yes, there was sexual and all mixed in there. Okay. You know, so, you know, and I did ask him, one of my first questions was to him. Did, was there an Adam's apple? Like, did, did, did are we sure that we we got a woman now? We, we can't get fooled again. We were been down this, yeah, yeah. We we not to, not to, we love the who, but we don't want to be fooled again. Can't get fooled again. So, um, and anything wrong with that? No, you know, just but did <laughs> quote Seinfeld? But I uh, so I was, he was like, nope, it's, she's she's a lady, and I was like, oh well, okay. So I maybe have to swing over to this Thornton's. Let's and, be real. How long did it take you for that to ask like how she looks? I, I asked. He gave me a description. Was it up to your standards? Maybe. Here's the thing, though. At this point, my, the standards change as you get older, Mike. I'm, I'm aware. Like 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 when Trevor was 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 young, wet behind the ears, as skinny and handsome as uh, little Patrick over here. You know, there was there was a bar to set. Like it was more like appearances mattered more than like whether I could have a conversation with her. Okay. I mean, there's. I mean, I've been making out with a girl who started getting sick and I didn't even like stop. So, I mean, the, and, and those, that, that was when your standards were the highest. Sort of. <laughs> depends on okay. You're half right on that comment. Okay. <laughs> so, so now, but now I'm like, I just, if I can't, if, if, if I can't talk to someone, I'm there, I'm just, no, I don't care. I don't care. She has, unless she's like, you know, totally like, you know, Kelly, Kelly Kapowski or something. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm so, but she sounds like somebody I could I could hang out with and get along with. How does she feel about DoorDash? <laughs> does she want to ever eat out? I am worried. I'm a little worried the fact he said she didn't. She wasn't really a big football fan because that does scare me some. Because yeah. you gotta love football too. As long as I, mean, I guess no football fan is better than being a Cowboy fan. But I think you would probably rather be in a situation where they just don't care if you do nothing but watch football. On well, the at least seventeen like, Sundays a year, which. By the way, I've thought about this. Like I was like, there's only 52. I was talking about the whole year. So 17 out of 365, that's a smaller number. Yeah. You don't necessarily need somebody to like sit down and like be passionate 
about football with you. No, you, no, no, no. You just need them to not care about how much you care. I don't need them to be passionate about me. In fact, I, I, I'm needing this as annoyance to me. You want them to just kind of leave you alone. Yeah, just, you know, Out of give like, me a holler when it's dinner time, maybe. Okay, well. <laughs> just, <laughs> I wouldn't lead with that. <laughs> maybe that's a third month of dating That was my motto on, on, on the harmony. <laughs> just... <laughs> Looking for a lady to give me a holler when it's dinner time. Good Lord. <laughs> um, anyways, it, it also, uh, outside of the U of L stuff to get to, it is my son, our son's first birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday, buddy. I feel like, I know everybody says this about everything these days, but it does feel like it was two months ago tops that we were leaving the the hospital. Yeah. I, I can't believe it was, it's already been a year. Um, I mean, I still feel like he's, you know, he's the new addition to the family. Like everything's still new and still so changing. And it's been a full year. It's wild. Uh, and he, of course, you know, wanted to celebrate his birthday very early and woke up screaming at 620 in the morning, which was, <laughs> I was like, hey, buddy. I thought about texting you this morning too when I was up and be like, like, hi, I'm up. And I just actually woke up. <laughs> you would, I, I would have been up. I was watching Baby First while giving him a bottle at, at 630 uh, on the couch. So, so it was a nice little, nice start to the day. <laughs> it was great, uh, especially since Virginia like wouldn't go down until 11 p.m. last night. Um, but it was, we, we, I didn't get to do much. I had a doctor's appointment, uh, another doctor's appointment today. So okay. we didn't get to really, and, and also when you're one, like we have his party this weekend, there's only, you know, we, we didn't even like really like wrap his presents in any way because he's, he's one years old. Like he, he doesn't even know what we're giving him. I, I like this you, train set's not really setting in. I like where you, you have to like, you, you like draw the line of some way. You're like, you're like, we don't, we're, we're not going to rap. He's only one, yet we're putting this elaborate party together for him. And it's more for everybody else. Exactly. It's, I mean, it is. Like, there's, there's no real question about it. It's more for everybody getting in. Like, they, you know, they want to see John. They want to give him stuff. They want to be around him. He doesn't know what's going on. But he, we, we did put, like, I think his present in a little bag so Virginia could give it to him. She gave it to him pretty much because she wanted to play with it. Uh, she wants to play with everything. <laughs> but we got him, like, a little train and some trucks. And his, uh, our, my niece Audrey came over and gave him a little cocoa melon truck. Of course, the girls just started fighting over. But he was uh, he was he was having a good time. Mary took um, Mary and, and her mom took the girls and him to this gymnastics place that they go that they love, and he gets to, to throw balls and climb on stuff. And so Who he was, love that they yeah. have a ball pit. Yeah, they do love the ball. Girls pit love as a it. Kid. Yeah, they they love they want to go to gymnastics seven days a week. But so they were having a good time. It was, uh, but I I, just, I can't believe it's been a year. And Mary was like, she's like, what do you remember most? Because we were looking at our, our pictures from. A year ago last night, like the last night we took, remember we took Virginia for like one last walk as a family of four, including Penny in, in the family of four. And yeah, we were taking videos Reading of her. You had me there. You know. like, I'm like, we, yeah, we, <laughs> you don't remember Toto, our third kid, <laughs> the oldest? We don't speak of him anymore. <laughs> but she was like, you know, I just, all the memories, she's like, I, I remember like this and I kind of don't remember that. And it was bad. But like the first thing that I remember about the 48 period hour period or so that we had in the hospital was... Outside, like the baby stuff, the baby stuff was I had like the best sandwich I've had in my life. <laughs> and every time I think about this time of the year and being in the hospital, I think about that. Sandwich. Was it at the hospital? Yes. What hospital were you at again? Uh, Baptist, like, like right by our house. Oh, OK. I was going to say, if you were at the one over by uh, Browns Lane, I know the person like it works like the leads runs the kitchen over there. No, it was so they had like when we went in there, they were like. The nurses were, were like, this is after, you know, we, we didn't do, like, the food. like Because they don't give the dads food. The, only the, the mothers get good food. Well, that's which a is, Yeah, I didn't know that until, like, the first time we, until we had Virginia. I was like, oh, I was like, I'll have a sandwich, too. They're like, no, you don't get anything. I'm part of this process. I'm, I'm doing the breathing. I get, I get paternity leave. But do, I'm, I'm over here on my phone in an uncomfortable <laughs> chair. I deserve some food. But so the day after he, he, John was born, I was like, the, they were like, you know, it's, it's breaking the action. 
if you want to go get some food, go run down to the kitchen. Mary's like, you can grab me a, a Starbucks too while you're down there. And they were like, oh, you're in for a treat. They have this this, this grilled cheese company, Melt, that comes like once every couple of months. Oh, so this is an actual outside yeah. company. Okay. And they come, they, they, they basically once a week they have at the hospital kitchen, they have like a local restaurant will come and do like a special thing. Nice. And they had this just this grilled chicken and turkey melt with this cheese that I don't even remember what I got with it. I mean, I, I've slept like two hours at this point. And it's all, I, I was up. Have you had it since? No. Like, I want to find the place and go back and get the same thing. Cause, like, I, I ate it and they were like, isn't that really good? I was like, oh my God. It's called, have you not, have you not looked it up? And seen There's it? a Melt 502. I don't know if it's the same place. Cause this was just, I've enough. seen them on DoorDash. Well, there you go. You may have to get that. But it was, it was very good. But that was Mary's, like, what do you remember the most? I was like, I'm not going to say it, but the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say it? I think I brought it up. <laughs> but happy birthday to my son. He's, uh, he's one. He's, Cool kid. Always looks very serious. Has the best laugh. He's getting more and more active. Starting to talk a little bit more. Uh, very close to walking. What was his first word? I mean, he says up all the time. Nah. Like, because he wants to climb the stairs. He wants to stand up. He wants to do up. So, I don't know if that was technically his first word. Because he did say, he said dad, dad a lot. And knew it was me. Um, which drove Mary crazy. Because Mary, <laughs> he's obsessed with Mary. Always has been. And Mary did everything with him for the first, like, nine months. And, of course, like, at ten months, he's like, dad, 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 dad. And she's like, what are you? She's like, why? Why? A traitor. <laughs> he says mama now. Um, he like, he mimics a lot of stuff. It, it's mostly, it's more noises than it is actual words still at this point. Like, he'll, so he is my son. Yeah. Like, we'll, <laughs> pretty much. Like, we'll say, you know, before he goes to sleep, we'll like say, like, I love you. And he's like, oh, but he's, it's not really enunciated, but that's fine. He's, he's going to have a hard time saying Virginia. He, he's obsessed with Virginia. He's never going to be able to say her name. We're going to have to do like Ginya for a while there. <laughs> but uh, very. Is, is anything cuter when the kid messes up at somebody's name, though? Yeah. I mean, that's always adorable. I, mean, I, I was mine was always messed up by my cousins because Trevor was a hard name for kids to say. Is it? Yeah, mine was my oldest brother Oliver was hard to say. Like, I called him uh, Awa, Awa, and Katie, my little sister, called him Alo for a long time. Like Oliver's, you know, and basically any monosyllabic name is going to be or multisyllabic syllabic name is going to be tough for kids to say at a certain age. Yeah, especially with R sounds. Yeah, with R's. And Virginia has this thing where she says if if a if a word has a vowel before an R. She struggles with it, but it's really cute. Like she says the word "girl," "grill," and she says "world," "wield," and like so. I I make her say stuff all the time. I'm like, and the whole wide what? She's like the whole wide wield. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this never changes. I love it. It's adorable. But at some point, I'm sure she'll uh, she'll get the speech down. I couldn't say my horse. You couldn't. No. A lot of kids can't. I, uh, my sister couldn't say SHs. Like she couldn't. She would say S instead of she couldn't say this shortly. So she read in church one time when we were little, and she was like. Like, Sepheds seeking their seep. Like, she couldn't say it, but it was adorable. I don't remember if I had any West of words. I yeah. probably did. I had to, like, go to speech therapy. Like One of those, yeah. I mean, it, a lot of kids do. Yeah. And at the time, there was, like, a little kid show called Word World, and okay. I loved it. But I called it Woodworld. 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 I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It happens. It's all kids. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's get into the Wake Forest game. How big of a victory would this be? Would it be Louisville's most significant victory since when? That's what we want to know. That's what we're going to talk about. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday here on 
little darling. Welcome back in. Here comes the show. The show is back, and I said it's all right. It's all right. We're back in. No sandwich. <laughs> Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. It's also, uh, in addition to my son's birthday, it is Jeff Walsh's birthday. Yes. They celebrated with uh, me today. I'm sure that that was just how he wanted to celebrate his birthday, by answering tons of questions from reporters. And Patrick brought it up during the break. Have you seen the new slide that they have at the practice? Yeah, you mean show? the idea they ripped off of us? What do you mean? We talked about this during the Bahamas trip last year. Like, you need to put slides in. Oh, I mean, we're at the... Louisville's far from the first program to get one of these slides in these facilities. Clemson, I think, was the first one to have it. They, I don't know what you're talking they about. They made some headlines a few years ago. Yeah, but usually it's not for the slides. But this slide, I, I guess maybe i just seen it on social media, but the, the media is going crazy about it. Like, I, I bust my bubble, by the way. I thought they were stealing our idea. No. Peyton Siva, I know, went down it a few weeks ago. I saw him put it on his Instagram, and I know that some other players have put it on their Instagrams. But it was nice seeing Jeff Walls go down there. Uh, they put the, the video of him going down the slide on uh, all over social media now. Because it was media day, and the media was there, and they were. So it's like a, so you can just like leave his office by sliding down? Exactly. And, uh, that's, the, that's the whole concept. I mean, that's like just some, like, Richie Rich stuff, right? Yeah, Blank Jack, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, exa- yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's it's like every kid's dream, right? Does they have, did they install a little train in there, too? I'd like to have a little pool at the bottom. Now, what is it go, nice. What is it at the bottom? Is it like a... a it's like a, a mat. You need to do a ball pit or something. They need there. something. The mat also is not firmly in place. I feel like it's a... <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> ...hazard waiting to happen. They need they need something better at the bottom of the slide. That's, I could not agree more. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be water, but it's, yeah, something's better just than a mat. I mean, why don't you throw a mattress off the floor as well? Yeah, but props to Jeff Walls. Uh, UofL women, again, picked to finish uh, first in the ACC, picked seventh preseason in the AP Top 25 poll. They will get uh, their season going in just a couple weeks, like the men's team, which less exciting news, I guess, the men's team. I saw right before I left here, Matt Norlander of CBS, he always ranks all 365 or how many teams there are in that specific season, teams in Division One. But this year they did a top 101 ranking, so basically the top 101 teams in college basketball. And Louisville's in it. That's the good news. Woo! We made it! The not great news is they're right, Stop right there. We're good. We're done. Drop the, drop the ball. They're number 100. Oh, at least not the end one. We're not the end one. UNLV sucks worse than us. There you go. <laughs> Suck on that UNLV. But the cards checking at number 100 in those rankings. I also saw that. I mean, was it really 99 teams better than us? We'll find out. I mean, I guess so. We'll start playing the game soon. I also saw uh, the ACC via Bet Online. They have odds to win the regular season in the the uh, uh, men's basketball championship in the in the ACC, and Louisville is tied with Pitt for the worst odds. <laughs> Plus twenty five thousand. Georgia Tech doesn't have worse odds than us. Georgia Tech. Well, Georgia Tech's actually not getting odds. So there, there you go. <laughs> I guess technically we're tied for the second worst odds. Alabama. Good lord, that's not good. North Carolina is the preseason favorite at plus one twenty-five. Uh, Duke is plus two hundred. Steep drop off to Virginia at plus six fifty. Then Miami and Virginia Tech are the tied, the co-fourth choices at plus fourteen hundred. Uh, Miami's not a bad little bet. Plus fourteen hundred. I'm, I'm telling you, they're gonna that's, a, that's a nice little money bet. Um, I'm curious. I, I know you probably didn't look this up, and you wouldn't know off the top of your head, but Louisville's ranked 100. Obviously, you know he's 101. 
Did you happen to notice if EMU is on that list? <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> My guess is that EMU is not on the list. Huh, I can, interesting. I can, I can command That's F that. Intriguing, bad, you say. I can command F that bad boy real quick. It appears <laughs> the uh, the Eagles are not on that list. Um, now, we didn't look up what they are on Ken Palm. Okay. Because Ken Palm does every team, and we are, I think, 91st on Ken Palm. Okay. Uh, we're 91st on Ken Palm. I'm liking Ken Palm a little more now. Than Eastern Michigan do. is 311th on Ken Palm. <laughs> is it safe to say it might not have been the best bet by Scoots? Well, we'll see. Ken Palm projects Eastern Michigan to win nine games this season. Oh, I mean, if we don't win more than nine games, I don't. I'm losing five hundred dollars is the least of my concerns. He projects Louisville to win thirteen. He projects Louisville to go thirteen and sixteen. I, I, I know that Pikeville education may not be the best, but Scoots, you know what that means? That means that's that's less. Nine is less than thirteen. Thirteen greater than sign. Yeah. Last time we talked about Ken Palm, you said you didn't like Ken Palm rankings, Trevor. Well, it just depends on whether it takes my side or not. Exactly. Come on, dude. You should know that. If they if they had us less wins, then Kim Palm sucks, and no one no one no one goes by it. Uh, text from the Thornton text line, by the way, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says Thornton's girl. We've begun a new era of TK's love life. <laughs> Thus, a new era of UFL football. Yeah, my love life is sad, isn't it? Like the the, the last love life was the enchantment of, of the speaker box at Taco Bell until I found out it was a dude. I the the saga of Taco Bell girl is one of my favorite things that's happened on the radio show. Because it kept happening, and the, the best part was other people knew who this person was. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, the, it's the girl who always gives out crazy movie facts, that the one off of, of Westport Road. But wait, has, I've, the last couple times I've been there, not there. I hope, uh. I hope, there, hope there's been a, a move. And then you finally get to see her, and it winds up being a him who just has a very <laughs> effeminate voice. Oh, yes. Certainly. And other people are shocked. Uh, and other people also come to the same conclusion. They're like, oh, my God, I thought it was a woman, too. And then I saw her, and it's, it's definitely a man. And... It was a it was a sad ending. It was a Shyamalanian twist. <laughs> and I still haven't really gotten over twist. it, nor have you. And now I feel like you're finally ready to get back out there. I'm ready to move on. Yes, it was I felt like I was in like the weirdest like relationship slash breakup and involved with it. He's ready to take a <laughs> chance again. Ready to put his heart on the line for Thornton's girl. <laughs> I wonder if she gives me a discount. You already get a discount. I'm a refreshing rewards member. That's right. That is the discount. Um, I came here for pepperoni pretzel, and I left with my heart. She left with my heart. <laughs> Texter said, was the girl he was making out with was her vomit salad? That could be a valuable piece to the Trevor puzzle. Or was it Arby's? I've got so many questions. Gotta love Trevor. He's awesome. I can't give the real description of the story. But okay. The, I mean, yeah. Like, okay. Well, we weren't <laughs> facing each other. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't, I don't, I don't need to know anymore. Okay. I just, I, yeah, I don't know how the cleanest way to describe this. Texture said Trevor's, <laughs> Trevor's title in school would have been most likely to make a good point then destroy it because he admitted to continue kissing a girl while she started vomiting. <laughs> So we're making out, and I guess I should have been specific about, specific about that. <laughs> took four tries to get that word out. It's okay. Takes it. I saw on WOKY News yesterday where Wagner had hosted a recruiting event for prospective students next year that will now have some choice over where they go to school. They well, did don't like, give them a choice. They won't go to Wagner. They, they did like a whole pep rally kind of thing. I propose that Trevor Kelsey go around the country, the, the county, 
to the various middle schools and do his own recruiting pitch. When they see what you can achieve with a Wagner education, they'll be climbing over each other to attend. <laughs> yeah, because busting's done now. You, get, you, you, know, you don't automatically get sent to school. You're going to be able to pick your school at this point. So would you be willing? They used to do that when I was in grade school. They would have, you know, the, the cool kids from St. X and Trinity would come to your school and they would basically pitch you. Like, you know, this is why this is cool. Would you be willing to be the adult version of that for Wagner? Yeah. I did in a heartbeat. I feel like they'd pick a Wagner graduate. No, I'm giving Oh. <laughs> Low blow, man. That hurt. <laughs> the closest they've got. <laughs> so, I mean, no, I'd go in there like, uh, I got told you the, the, my favorite one, my favorite family guy, the Army skid. Like, who wants to go to Wagner? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a party video, you know? Like <laughs> You never have to go to class. The girls are easy. Like the, yeah. all, all the Wagner administrators are like, no, 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 no. The vending machine's in the closet. Yeah, we got vending machines in the, in the custodian's office. And if you catch them at the right time, you can buy something from them, too. You know, let's go to Wagner, baby, where dreams come true. Oh, yeah. Trinity's scared to play. Trinity's scared to play. Terrified. Ballard won't, doesn't want anything to do with us. Just says clearly the move for Trevor. Trevor is frequenting the Thorntons in different wrestling T-shirts. I'm just worm and nibble. Okay, is this gonna be weird if I do that? I mean, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Especially since it's not like the Thorntons you go to. You'd be going out it of is. your way to a. Dip- it is the Thorntons you go. No, to? No, no, it's not. No, okay. I mean, it's. I mean, it's not far from me. TJ lives. I mean, hops get skipping a jump away from me. But how many pepperoni pretzels can you get in? I don't know a month span. I mean, I don't even know what I'd buy each time. Like, I, I feel like though, like. Like I feel like this, if if it is meant to be, like I'll I'll come up to the it'll be one trip and I'll come up and you know I'll lay you know the mail yellow on the counter and, and our hands will touch as we both reach for it <laughs> and like you'll hear music and I'll be like I like wrestling she's like I like wrestling too she's what like, would you <laughs> in your dream world like you if you meet the love of your life and two years from now we're talking about how like you know. Your life is so fulfilled. You, you married the perfect woman. You can't believe this happened to you. What's your scenario in your mind where you want how how you meet the, the woman of your dreams? Say say it one more time. How do you see this happening? Like in your mind, when you've met the woman of your dreams, what's that meet cute like? What's your origin story? How does it happen? Uh I don't know. I guess I never thought of that. I, you know, I, I have. You know, I wanted you to say Thornton. So I never thought it came I, to my mind. I wanted you to say Thornton. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. I picture us, you know, reaching for the last uh, pepperoni pretzel, and then our eyes lock. I'm like, I'm like, no, you have it. And she's like, no, you have it. And then you decide to share it. And we decide to, sh- yes, thank you. Yeah. Look, look, look at this man over here writing, writing novels. And then they say, are you a refreshing awards member? I'm like, and she yes. says no, and you're like, I am. <laughs> Don't worry. It's on me. This is just like Hogan Savage. <laughs> <laughs> he carries it. Yeah, but that was where Elizabeth got hit by the big boss man. He carried her off. Well, I mean, the details don't have to be perfectly in line with vague references to wrestling in the ni- early nineties. We can we can go to our first wrestling show, AEW, <laughs> or we'll go to Howl Valley. Hold I'll, I'll, I'll name. I'll be. I'll be like. I know Al Snow. Oh yeah, that's right. I'll name drop. You like try to get in there, and Al Snow's like who. It's like I don't even remember doing a radio show. I'll, I'll ask her out in the ring. I'll grab the mic and like I got a promo. I want you because you've got my heart. <laughs> <laughs> this Sunday 
in the steel cage. Oh. Do you want to go to a prayer vigil for Hangman Page with me? <laughs> hey, he's really hurt. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. He's, Still? He's He's been banged up. Yeah, they're worried about the concussion. The, oh, the poor guy. It would suck. Well, I'm sorry I made that joke. That's okay. I still laughed. <laughs> but then again, I mean, that doesn't really say a lot. I would use Thornton's Girl as the rebound and get yourself right for talent at that new Jaggers restaurant. It's about to open up on Westport Road next to a loft. Well, Jaggers is great. I don't feel like I would find the love of my life at a Jaggers. The, the Jaggers workers. Buy stock in Jaggers. Jaggers stock is, is going through the roof. The, the Jaggers workers at the one by me, I will say this. They are almost all... Seemingly very young. Okay. I had a few friends work there. Yeah. It, it seems like a high school job. They're good at what they do. They're very pleasant. Well, is this guy trying to get me to pick up a girl, a high school girl? I mean, Maybe like... not dating material for you, per se. <laughs> Patrick? But it was, well, Patrick. Well, he's in a relationship. Patrick's yeah. happy, in a happy relationship. But if something were to happen, Jaggers might be a place to go. All right. I do have one question. What is a Just Jaggers? One? It's a restaurant. It's fast food. Oh, okay. I've never heard of it. Very good. Yeah, I think you Roush mentioned was, it before. I have mentioned it. And Roush was raving about it. Roush was going nuts his, about it. the birth of his child. And then I responded to him. And the official, because he's over there by me, I'm assuming at the hospital, and that's where the Jaggers is. So I'm guessing that's how he ended up eating Jaggers. Yeah. And the official Jaggers account responded to us. Well, like, oh, yeah. What was... Yeah. I was like, give me some free food. What was the... What, what, what Great milkshake. What did you describe him, like, compare him to? Uh... It was started by the guy that started Texas Roadhouse. Exactly. Okay. Opened so this it, is another local based place. Yes. Opened okay. it right outside of the Texas Roadhouse headquarters. Uh, Roush called it In and Out style. I wouldn't really call it In and Out style. So I wouldn't know. I've been In and Out. It's just it's just like a good high quality burger. They, they it comes in a to go box. Shoestring fries. Fries are great. So great chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken sandwich. So milkshakes are good. Strength, the shoestring fries can be hit or miss sometimes. Oh, they're they're good. I'd say they're pretty good. They're very good. And then one's opened like an hour up sixty five in uh one of those towns. I think it might be the Bloomington exit. I think maybe somewhere in there. It's but good. There's one in Indiana. Patrick's right. Buy, buy stock now. They're going places. Uh, I don't think they're on DoorDash. Texas, it's like Chick- if Chick Fil A and In and Out had a baby. That's a pretty good description from what I know of In and Out. That's sounds. Their spicy chicken sandwich is delicious. That sounds hot. It's very. <laughs> that's, that's like that's that's yeah. yeah. Texas, I can only assume there is no IRP news. Not that we know of. I I like Josh Hurd today was asked the question. I guess it was after U of L women's basketball media day, and he his response was, based on the other team's timelines, I'm assuming we're going to hear something sooner rather than later. I'm like, well, yeah, we all are, Josh. Let's. I'm, I'm hoping it was going to be this week. I was like, give me a little clue that it's going to be like this week, early next week. I don't know, but. Uh, it looks like not today. Is later m- rather than sooner an actual phrase? Hmm? People always say I've sooner. Never heard, I've never People heard always say, say sooner that. than later. Sooner rather than later. Or, yeah. yeah, rather than later. Uh, I've never heard anyone say it's going to be later rather than sooner. That's a, it's a great point. Until you start saying it. I mean, can we, when we start that? Can we start it up? Add it to the lexicon. Start, start using <laughs> that. Start tossing it out there. Uh, Texas, when we, get, when we get back from break, Will we talk about Louisville sports? Trevor, I need to hit up the Thornton's chick. <laughs> I am, I mean, he, here's what does worry me, though. When I when I asked him for the description, he was very hesitant. Like, I don't know if he was worried that it was it was going to be, like, you know, somebody I wouldn't want to. Uh-huh. If she asked him for your description, he also would have been hesitant. Uh, he, he better be. He better lie like a... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't make me cuss. Uh. Texas, being from Southern Kentucky, our basketball team lacked something in diversity or, you know, talent. We played in a tournament, and there was a team from Louisville, so we were concerned. We surprisingly destroyed the team. That team was Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well we, Wagner, unfortunately, also sometimes lacks talent. Got we, diversity, but we don't have – I can't say that. Coach O'Neill's the man. We used to, I mean, I played – that must not have been when Marty Polio was. Might not have been when Marty Polio was there. Must not have been. Yeah, what <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I I played on travel baseball teams and also like the Southern KY basketball scene. Not a whole lot of diversity in those back day. But like we had a we, we had a black kid on our team who was awesome and I loved him. But like every time we played one of these you know, middle state, it was just so blatant. He was not the fastest kid on our team. But if he got on first base, they would throw over like everybody like, watch out for the steal. I'm like, this is just blatant <laughs> racism. <laughs> like, stop. They would throw over like a That's million stereotyping. times. Stereotyping. That's not always racist, right? Uh, I mean, it was. It was well, what is, where's the line between stereotyping and racism? Then they'd watch him go from like first to third on a single, like, oh, we should not have been that concerned. I'm like, oh, guys. <laughs> uh, Texas says, I guess Thornton's really does have everything you need. Yeah. Yeah. I, we've been saying this. It's not just a tagline. Gas, food. Love. I mean, it's everything. Texas, I think Texas Roadhouse actually owns Jaggers, doesn't it? I believe that's that's correct. I also believe that's correct. Texas, AJ uh, to Master P's newly started academy coached by Bender, seeking approval for immediate entry into seventh region competition. I'm surprised that, uh, yeah, that, that hasn't come up yet, the, the big news about uh, the school. Well, here's the— That broke, I guess. Like, we it we broke, talked about it, it briefly this but morning it also, KRC as it, well. It changed. Like, they, they sent an email— yeah, which is, I mean, send an email. They sent an email this morning saying, like, Donda Academy has reportedly closed for the school year and all this stuff. And then they sent a follow-up email, like, three hours later, like, we're back up. See you tomorrow morning for prayer time. Are you kidding no. me? No. And, like, so the students. So I, so I get up this morning and school's canceled. I go lay down take a nap and the school gets reopened? It's already, I mean, we because Patrick alerted us to the, the opening prayer that they send, which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It does feel like this is a cult that these kids need to get out of as soon as bleeping possible. Yeah, they paid like fifteen fifteen thousand dollars. I saw a video of Kanye today talking about how the only thing that should be taught at school is engineering. Okay, yeah, I mean th- this is not a Purdue fan. Don't don't send your kids to Donda Academy if you were out there considering it. Don't make that happen. I mean, but aren't they just there just to play sport? I mean, is there actual? Like, yes, they're actual kids. The, the, like, look at the video of them saying the prayer. Like there are there are kids who are very clearly are not athletes in that in that video. And, and there's some very young kids. No stereotype. Kids that didn't make that call themselves. Like young enough to where they they didn't say I want to go to Donda Academy. There's like got, a six year old in that video. They yeah. got sent there. I I don't know what AJ Johnson does because Rob Dillingham plays there as well too. Yeah. The, yes, the yeah. UK. And that, uh, that was the concern specifically yeah. with TJ this morning was the. You know his eligibility yeah. for you know if if he has to leave yeah. the school or whatever. At, when I saw him playing the EYBL, he had some pretty cool shoes on with like Kanye album covers on each on the side panels. What do they do cool. at Donna? I just I I tweeted I, I tweet, Twitter searched Donna Academy just to see if like there was a definitive answer as to whether or not this place is closed. And all I see is the very first tweet is having a rough day. Was just laid off from my job as parkour instructor at Donda Academy. <laughs> parkour? I don't feel sorry for myself. I feel sorry for those children running around there with half an education. Nothing <laughs> is more dangerous than someone who only knows a little bit about parkour. <laughs> is that even? Do people still do parkour? Parkour? No, I think. I, don't, I think the office is where the, my mind automatically goes. The internet goes. craze of 2007. Um, I, I I can't figure out if this is close or not. I there were reports last week, and I don't know if I. I 
once again, could not figure out if this was true or not, that A.J. Johnson wasn't going to play there this year, that he was going to go somewhere else for a senior year. Bring him to Wagner. Amen. Get him to Trinity. Get him to Ballard. No, no, you were right right off the beginning. Let's go to Wagner. Let's put him on the map. Send me out to Donda right now and let me give a speech. And I'll I'll, I'll convince him. I'll be back on a flight on the way coming east with A.J. Johnson next to me. We do have Master P in town. Yeah. We could definitely do like a startup here. Like, come on. Master P's a better rapper anyway than Kanye. They tried to do that like Louisville prep that fell through after like two weeks. They tried, there ago. was a few of them that tried that, right? Well, they had a Spire Academy, which was a real thing for a few years. Where Blasty went. But then there was, yeah. Would you call him Blasty? Blasty. But Aspire was Blasty. like. Oh, it's like, like Freddie Blasty. Aspire was also like a postgrad, right? It, yes. Because they, they, and they did their classes out of just sales. And they got their own account, and then it just kind of fell through. But Louisville Prep was a thing for like a hot minute, and kids were actually committing. Like I saw there was a, a kid who was like, I'm transferring from one of the good players that was at Western. I'm transferring from Western to continue my education and athletic career at Louisville Prep. And I was like, what the hell is Louisville Prep? And uh, they were like, oh, it's this new idea. And surely enough, like three weeks later, like Louisville Prep's not happening. So Inspired didn't have a building. <laughs> we could make this happen. I mean, yeah. Master P, bring A.J. Johnson to the Ville. I mean, the, you got to bring Rob Dillingham, bring him too. That's fine. To make you say uns. Like, they, we, the, the mascot can be a tank. No Limit Academy. Very straight. Yeah. I In mean, LA. it'd be cool. I no mean, luck. and we're not even going to charge 15 grand. You know, we charge 150 bucks. Yeah. And you, Do they have to sign an NDA for enrollment like at Donda Academy? That's insane. I too. like that. I mean, he's, I mean, you know, Masterpiece from New Orleans. So calling it No Limit Academy and having the abbreviation be NOLA would be perfect. Yeah. I mean, like, this could happen. This, this could work. This is a good idea. I mean, come on, and he's got he's got, we got a big we have a space here. I mean, run the class out of this building. You could teach. Put him in put him in the church next door. What would you teach? Parkour. Um, I don't know. I'd, uh, life is there like psychi- okay. psychiatry? Okay. Law class. Law class. <laughs> SVU. What, what would be a class like that, 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 that teaches you about? What, is there like a fancy way to say it? To Botany. Teach someone about life. Botany. Film study. The history, the history of movies. You could do a film study. Movie pop culture. Uh, there's pop culture classes in college now. There are. I took a, a film, uh, music and film. I took a history of rock and roll class. It, 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 Some JCC. of my favorite classes were, yeah. were about film. Uh, you can make that. You, you could do that. Yeah. Why are you having a JCC? <laughs> what? Remember when you didn't know that it was JCTCS or JCTC now? Oh, yeah, I did forget that. You like, flipped out about it. You're like, what? I, still, I, almost, I almost flipped out again. I was like, why, did, why would they change the name anyway? Well, JCC now is what you would call the Jewish Community Center. Yeah, but that was, they were still the same thing. They were both around at the time. Well, now it's called JCTC. Texas Trevor will be the pole vaulting coach. <laughs> the coach. Texas Trevor will be like, you said she looked like Janet Jackson, more like Freddie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Texas, I'd always see Charles Bassey at LA Fitness in St. Matthews at like noon on school days. Prep schools all seem slimy and fraudulent. I'd mute myself. I'm going to be last so hard. <laughs> if there's a prep school that you haven't heard of that suddenly bursts onto the scene, there's a 90% chance that it's not a real school and that it's not going to be around in two years. What was, I the, feel like, what was the football scandal last year? Oh, yeah. Saints. Uh, oh, it? the Ohio school. B- wasn't Bishop it? Sycamore. Yeah. Bishop Sycamore. Yeah. That was just, like all, half those kids were like 21. The mail was being sent to like like Elaine getting Chinese food in, in a closet in a building. And they, like, they made it all the way to national TV. Yeah. Like this, <laughs> you can scam the system. Texas, give Nola Academy that Thornton's jersey sponsorship and AJ and NIL deal all in one deal. We can yes. make that happen. We know people at Thorns. Yeah, they he slam they 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 slam dunk prices like he does a basketball. 
That's <laughs> a good tagline. I can put it on a bumper sticker. Do people see? Yeah, people see bumper stickers. Here's your refreshing rewards payment of 150 grand. For every dollar you spend at the tank, it goes to AJ Johnson's nil. He's get, he's getting the Tahoe. AJ Johnson's getting the Tahoe. People have significant thoughts about Donda Academy. I, I can't get to all these things. We, we, <laughs> we're going we're going to have to change the topic. I I, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's and what else is there really to get into? It's an interesting story. There's a football game this Saturday that hasn't been mentioned. We have, we haven't gotten. Yeah, but it's it. not as fun as Donda Academy. <laughs> Somebody also sent in a picture of the Euro, the lamb Euro that they ate for lunch today, to stick with the Euro theme of the week. Yep. I'll you just not take You would not eat this. I'm telling you right now, you're not gonna eat. You, you wouldn't eat it. Well, I mean, what's on it? Lamb. That's and, it. And vegetables. It's like a little. Well, can I get it with just cheese? A little cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> I can I get lamb. I mean, I mean, why you laugh? Cheese goes on everything, man. Like quesadilla. <laughs> Is there anything that you can't put cheese on? I mean, you're, they're, not, they're not going euros. Yeah, you could put it on a euro, though. Maybe you should. Well, you can put. You it can on put anything. cheese on. You can put cheese on apple pie, for God's sakes. You can't do that. Yeah, there's nothing you can't put a style of cheese on. I dare you to find something. Uh, cereal. Have you tried it? No, I would never. <laughs> well, then don't don't judge. <laughs> then there's there's no counter argument to your claim. <laughs> You can, yeah. I mean, you could put poop on anything too. You're not gonna eat it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I'm not, I'm not, is that funny? I just made me think of something back in the when I was this video stores girl I was with. She, she wanted to like, we should watch Hope Floats. I was like, no, Bleep no. Floats, and I don't watch it. <laughs> just made me think of that. It's amazing that didn't work out for you. <laughs> no, no, she didn't work at Thornton. So my my daughter and her cousin Virginia Audrey were. Uh, Yesterday we have so we have like a, a kitty like a potty training potty next to like the actual toilet, but we have like a little mini seat so you can get on the bit the big potty if she wants to or go in the little potty if she wants to. And so Audrey, they were both going poop at the same time, and like our babysitter's trying to get John down for a nap, and they just start looking at each other, just repeating back and forth, poop, 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 and like I'm trying to, I'm like you come, my like, girls, you got to be quiet. John's trying to go to sleep, and they're like, I walk out of the room, they're like. Poop. Poop. I was like, this is hilarious. These are, these are my kids. I love them. Uh, I would laugh. Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour, uh, we've got, I promise, we're going to we're gonna shift into the Wake Forest talk. If you want to talk Donda Academy yeah. a little bit more, that's whatever. I'm sure we can make some time it's for that. It's important to us. It's our future of AJ Johnson. NOLA Academy. It's coming. Yeah. Keep an ear out. All right. Mike Rutherford Show returns after this. Oh, that was cool. Here comes the sun. It's all right. There's a place called Kokomo That's where you wanna go To get away from it all Your turn with Patrick <laughs> Okay, I would've applied to I nailed, I nailed Come On Pretty Mama For the break He did Yeah He did Baby steps uh, this song came out when I was like in fourth grade. I've been in love with it ever since. I'm not speaking. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I wanna take you to Bermuda, Bahamas. It reminds ah. me of it reminds me of Full House too much. Second Full House well, reference of the week. He was John's famous in the video. 
But yeah, it, and they bring up the song in like 17 different episodes. See, I, I think of it as the movie Cocktail, which is what it was on the soundtrack for. There you go. Uh, Elizabeth Shue, Tom Cruise. All right, welcome back in. Four o'clock hour, I British promise. Guy, We're going to try to get focused here. Uh, you can text us at 502-414-1450. Uh, this is the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Last night, before we get into the football discussion, props we mentioned a couple of times yesterday, Uva Volleyball. First game this season, only game this season inside the KFCM Center. They destroy. Whooped them. Destroy. Got out the sticks. Whooped them up. Notre Dame in three sets, 25-10, 25-22, and 25-14. Beat them so bad, Notre Dame's going to ban us from coming back up there like Billy Joel. They're going to ban Billy Joel again. <laughs> Just because of what we did to them. It's going to stop being an urban legend. Uh, the Cards did it in front of a new record crowd. 9,058 fans took uh, in the game last night at the KFCM Center. The lower bowl was basically entirely filled. Uh, that was awesome. I, I I think I've said this before. I've went to, I've been to two U of L volleyball games at the Yum Center. Both were against Kentucky back in the day, and I remember thinking those crowds were were electric. I'm like, this is so fun. Like they're into every point. We lost both matches, unfortunately, but like it was, it felt very full. And then I saw last night's crowd. I'm like, oh, that definitely was more than those. I, I think the the last one I went to, I remember I went with with Doug Davenport in like 2014, 2015. I want to say. I remember that had set a new attendance record for U of L volleyball. And I don't think that it had been passed since then. So I, when I saw the number pop up last night, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely more than were there when I was there. So props to everybody involved. I, ho- I, I assume that this means we're probably going to see more games at the KFCM Center moving forward because they clearly, I so. yeah, I mean, every game that they play at uh, LNN Credit Union Arena, they're selling out these days. And uh, when, when you put on performances like that, it's going to make people want to come back. I've never been to a volleyball game. It's I fun. Know, it probably didn't shock you, but does I mean, not. I mean, you haven't been to any local sporting event. Well, just in general, you think in it a long like, time. Yeah, but I mean, I think the closest I've been to is like coming, getting to early to a basketball game, and they're finishing still the volleyball game before at a high school. You ever, you ever, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, like like before the freshman game or something. Sometimes I have a volleyball game before it or something. I was at a volleyball game Monday night. Mel Manuel. Who Manuel won? was playing for a region region championship. Regional championship tonight. Manual tonight, big week for the Rams. First JCPS school to ever beat Assumption or Shaw in that the is, regional tournament. That is actually a big deal. Shaw Sacred Heart Academy. Ah, uh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I've never heard of that school. That's what the kids call it. Really? Yeah. You don't want to know we called it when we were kids. What'd you call it? We had nicknames for all the all the Catholic school girls. I'm sure they were very creative. <laughs> I'm sure, they were very uplifting as well. A slutchin. <laughs> that was. We went more of the assume the position. <laughs> uh, by the way, women, the, the volleyball team, they're back in action on Friday night against Duke. That'll be back at the LNN Credit Union Arena. Then, then they get a well-deserved full week off before they host NC State and North Carolina next week on back to their Friday-Sunday schedule. Uh, Anna DeBeer, I don't think, played last night. I know we were expecting her to be back. She did not. Anna uh, You don't have to do it every time. You can bring up her name. But she will be back at some point in the very near future, and it's a good thing because the card schedule gets very tough down the stretch here. They'll play at Georgia Tech on November 11th, and then the rematch against Pitt, uh, who beat them last Sunday, will be on November 18th. That'll be a Friday night match uh, here in Louisville at the LNN Federal, Federal Credit Union Arena. Revenge coming. Revenge is coming. All right, let's talk about this football game tomorrow. All right, not tomorrow, on Saturday. Louisville, <laughs> Wake Forest. I'm thinking it's Friday already. I wish it was. I kind of do, too, a little bit. Cards, the spread continues to go down, which continues to surprise me a little bit. It opened at five and a half. It was six at some books. It's now down to three and a half or three, depending on where you're making wagers. Of course, not legally in Kentucky, but across the bridge. And Or any other state line. I saw Mark Blankenbaker tweet this out earlier today, and it makes sense. Four of the last five times 
that Louisville and Wake Forest have played. The underdogs won the game. It feels like a series where weird things have, have happened. They've been competitive games. There have been high-scoring games. There's always some sort of weird controversy, whether it's you know onside kicks not going the full distance or not being recovered or clock operators just not doing their jobs and outright cheating. And the only time a favorite has won this game in the last five years was last year when Wake Forest technically won, but basically got the win handed to them. They were a seven-point favorite. They won by three. We should have won that game. So I'm choosing to see this as a good thing for the underdog. I'm choosing to say we got good vibes on our side. We got good karma on our side. We really did beat these guys last year. They stole it from us. We've beaten them every other time that we've been an underdog the last four years. We're an underdog again. They're in the top ten. We've got far less to lose than they do, at least big picture-wise. Vibes are kind of trending in a good direction for me. I, I wasn't confident going into this week. I'm feeling a little bit better as this week goes on, which is a, a rare thing for me in the Scott Satterfield era. I mean, while true, I hate using the we've got more to lose than you all because it means just because our season sucks and yours doesn't. But but in a, a bigger picture, like this game is huge for the program. It doesn't change that much for this specific season. It obviously would make it much better, but it changes everything. I think when it comes to Scott Satterfield, his job security. I mean, I don't know. It's not like you're going to like because it's. You're going to talk about how beating a top 10 team, like, oh, who'd you beat Wake Forest? And like, they were top 10. I mean, in two years, I could see somebody being like, they were a top 10 team at one point. I mean, well, I mean, we don't like say we didn't win the Orange Bowl because we beat Wake Forest. Uh, <laughs> we just say we won the Orange Bowl, actually. Yeah. <laughs> top 10 team. And we still talk about it. Like how Wake Forest has become like the girl we don't want anybody to know that we're sleeping with. But the point stands, it would be a very, very big win for Scott Satterfield and this program. Yes, of course it would be. It would be, I mean, TG brought up yesterday on the show and he asked me about it and I agreed. I mean, it, it'd be the biggest win in the Satterfield area, Louisville. So here's my question. I mean, I don't even think there's any question to that is there, or doubt to that, is there? Here, well, here's my question. It would be Louisville's biggest win since when? Well, statistically, the Florida State-Lamar game, really. Is that, but I don't care about statistically. Just say, like, in terms of overall importance, in terms of overall impact, do you think the Florida State game was the the last win that we've had that is more impactful than this one? I mean, you could argue maybe. I mean, there's been so few the bowl between. game in 2019, depending on how much you value bowl games. But I, the Mississippi State bowl win. I think this would be bigger than that. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I, I, I was you know, and you know, I don't always use statistics as my argument. You never do. Normally, I, 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 I laugh at them, but I mean, this, I mean, that Florida State game, it might, it might be statistically in the real last big game we've had. Well, we we had Clemson here in college game day. We were both well, that we won, or that yeah. you know, that was yeah. This was at least turned out Louisville's way, especially. Well, yeah, we haven't beaten anybody of really substance since then. Yeah, and I, I mean. The Wake game in 2019 was a nice win, but it, that season was already going in a positive direction. We already felt good about things. It would have been nicer if we'd held on and blown them out instead of it coming down to 62-59 to 59 or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a thrilling game for sure, and that's how a lot of these Louisville Wake games have gone. This one clearly would, would be better because this Wake Forest team is better. It's later in the season. We also, I think, have more to gain than we did back then. This would, would take a... What seems to be a middling, maybe slightly disappointing Louisville season and turn it into one that has the potential to be a successful overall season and also kind of turn the direction of the Scott Satterfield era. So my answer is, like, I, I'm going to say what you're saying. I think this would be the most important win, most impactful win for Louisville football since the 2016 Florida State game. Now, that says a lot about Louisville football. 
Yeah, exactly. We have just we have not we've had bigger games than this. We've had chances to win bigger games than this. Like yeah, I said, the Notre Dame game, the Notre Dame we, they, we, or that lost like twelve to ten. Would have, they were top ten, I think. Yeah, and that you know probably at that point wouldn't have saved the twenty twenty season because it was we were already a disappointment at that point. But it would have been a big win, yeah, for sure. The I mean, like I said, we had Clemson here with College Game Day with Lamar Jackson in town. It was supposed to be the big rematch. We kind of crapped the bed in that one. We had College Game Day in here for a, a nationally ranked game against Miami. Held the pit game. In the COVID season in 2020, was two nationally ranked teams at that time playing. We've we've had these opportunities. We have not gotten the job done. If we do on Saturday, I don't want to diminish it by saying I, I know the whole like you know I'm saying I don't wouldn't storm the field because it's Wake Forest, but it's still with like the overall impact of where this season has been going, where it seems to be going. I mean, I've been saying for the last three weeks now, it seems like a foregone conclusion. We are spiraling out of control towards a six and six year because it's going to achieve peak awkwardness. This doesn't eliminate that potential, but it makes it significantly less likely. And also, like the, the thing that would be awkward about our 6-6 six and six is, once again, we would have no real wins of any substance. We'd have no real wins to hang our hat on, right? Because even NC State, the, despite the fact that they're in the top 25 now and they've been top 15 for most of the season, if you beat a Devin Leary-less NC State team that, I mean, maybe is going to drop a game or two more before we play them in the second-to-last week of the season— Nobody's going to care about that. Like that win automatically gets devalued. So if you have, if you beat Pitt, who looks like down, who's to say that Pitt's not going to wind up losing a couple more games? Maybe they don't even go to a bowl at this point. You beat a James Madison team that looked good for a while, but still was a group of five. They're a bye game, and now they've lost two games in a row to Sun Belt competition going into their game against us next weekend. And an NC State team that's without its star quarterback, you you again wind up with six wins that don't really move the needle at all. I, none of those teams are going to be in the top 25 at the end of the year. None, none of those are you're going to look back at and say, we did something, we really accomplished something by beating this team. And assuming that we would, in this hypothetical, lose to UK again, lose to Clemson again, lose to Wake Forest this weekend again, you will have squandered your opportunities to have that type of win. That's why I think this one's so important. This at least guarantees that you've got one win that you can look back and say, we did something there. Like, like that was a good game. That was a good team that we beat. That was a great moment for the program. I don't think Wake is just going to fall off a cliff moving forward, which is something that I can't say for the teams that we've already beaten and the teams that look like we're going to be favored we against moving forward. After we do. No, they, they, they have a tough schedule as well. They, they do. You're right. But they've they already played. played their toughest game so far outside of, you and know. They still have, like, North Carolina and I think somebody else is uh, really good, too, as well. They, I mean, I think they'll play. They, they still play, play NC State. They play Syracuse still too. Syracuse, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, they, they took Clemson double overtime in Clemson. Yep. Which was like, you know, I saw somebody saying like Wake still has a shot at the playoff. I'm like, yeah, technically Ooh, they would no, need they it. Don't. They lost the one game that you can't lose. Clemson's now is they're six zero in the conference. There's no way that, you know, Wake's only shot at getting into the conference championship game would be. Clemson losing to us and whoever that other ACC game is, and Wake winning out. And even then, they're probably going to need some help to get. Wake's only chance of making the playoffs is if they go to twelve teams this year. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, that's, that's the I know. Bottom the, line. I mean, it's an easy thing to say this late in the season when you're looking at a team and say you see a number ten ranking next to their name, but they, yeah, their, their chance was winning at Clemson. Their odds of making the tournament like King Ralphian. Yeah, but they still have. They certainly still have a lot to lose. Like, the, yeah, they're yeah. a team that could, assuming Clemson, if they win out, goes to the College Football Playoff. Wake would be that team that would slide in and take their take the Orange Bowl bid and play yep. on New Year's Day and have that going for them, which is a no small accomplishment for any program in the ACC, but certainly for Wake Forest. So they're playing for that. And, I mean, 
a loss to us would be a significant hit there. I mean, they're not going to, they probably have no chance at ACT because they, even if Clemson slips up somewhere, they'd have to lose twice for Wake to get in on them. So they'd have to lose to Louisville and yeah. Miami. Yeah. That they've only got two games left in conference play. So that's, uh, yeah, that, that ship has probably sailed, but they still have things to play for, for sure. Yeah. And Louisville now is in a position where, not just this weekend, but they're going to be playing spoiler a lot down the stretch or have a chance to play spoiler down the stretch. UK, depending on how, let's say they beat Tennessee this weekend, they may have a shot to play in a New Year's Six game, and we could spoil that by being the average team that knocks them off at the end of the year. Clemson, certainly, if they, if they, this is a one of those years where the ACC and Clemson's non conference schedule puts them in a position where they've got no wiggle room, that they don't get into the playoff at 12 and 1. If they lose any game, they're out. If they lose to us on their home field in late November or mid November, I guess it would be. They're done. We, we could knock Clemson out of the playoff. Like, we have a lot of opportunities down the stretch here to be ultimate spoiler, which is kind of fun. Well, the, the, the play the hypothetical game, because probably neither would happen. But Let's do it again. If you found the, the, the lantern and you rubbed it and the genie popped out, and said, I'm going to give you one wish. Louisville can either beat Clemson or UK this year. Which one do you take? You asked me this before. Have I? My answer's still the same because it surprised you. Well, I didn't even remember asking you, so yeah. I don't remember the answer either. I, I'm sure the text line does. Uh, <laughs> I'm still going with UK. Okay, and that's a that's a this season specific answer. I realize that Clemson is the more impactful answer because they're the better team. Well, I was thinking, which one would you want to ru- if you can ru- if you can ruin someone's year, so to speak? Like you said, you beat you, Clemson you loses. They're not making the turn. I mean, they're going. I think I've made my thoughts about Clemson well known over the years, especially in recent years. But I'm still going UK right now, just because that that series more than anything else has doomed the Scott Satterfield era. If he were if he had won one of these three games, where we, I guess it's only two games that he's he's played against UK, right? Because uh, nineteen twenty three, isn't it? We we didn't play them in twenty twenty. Yeah, but nineteen. So still, we played three. Twenty one and twenty two, and we've yeah. been pasted all three of those years. Oh, destroyed. Well, no, this is his fourth season, so we've played them in nineteen and twenty one. This is twenty twenty two now. This is his fourth game against them, right? This will be his third game. We did not play them in twenty twenty. This is his fourth season. We've played them twice. Oh, this in the is last 22, duh. Yeah. Because everybody right. says the last three times we played them, we got destroyed. But that's 2018 is the game that they throw. I'm in. like, what well, about 2022? We're in 2022, Trevor. So he's played them, he's played them twice. And both times it's been viewed to be a competitive game. We thought we had a shot against them in 2019 on their home field. We got destroyed. We were favored against them last year on our home field. We got destroyed. If he if he wins, if he wins just one of those games and stays competitive in the other, I think we view Scott Satterfield um like Honestly, much differently than we view him right now. Those games have doomed him, and it doesn't help that they're played at the end of the season now. To me, I know Wake's important this weekend. I know Clemson will be important next month. But that UK game, that's the one where he can save his job. That's the one where he also, I think, can save his standing with a fan base. If we get to 7-5 and five and beat a UK team that spent most of this year ranked in the top 20 or top 15 especially after what's happened the last two times that we've played them and thought we've had a shot. This is the one that is, I think even the most dire Louisville fan is saying, you know, you're going to have to show me that you can be at least competitive in this series before I get my, get my hopes up again. If he can win that game, I think he'll win a lot of people back, even more so than meeting Clemson. And for us as fans, it would shut UK fans up, which has been nice because this is the first time in our lives where we've been like on this side where they not only have our number, but they are just Beating us down, like we've—it's never been this lopsided before, where we're on the wrong side of it. Even and, though I don't know what the trend, well it could have been worse if Trina didn't hold back on one year. I mean, we had, there were a lot of times during those winning streaks. I mean, we had we have that end John Owen to Petrino, we were dominating them pretty good. Well, we had in strong at the, at the end of his tenure and yeah. the beginning. Of, we won five straight. We're the only 
side to win five straight in this in this rivalry. But even then, like there were a lot of games where we were favored to just beat them down, and we didn't. I mean, the the game in 05 where Woodson fumbled. Well, that was we lost that game. I know. I'm just. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm saying games that we were favored that we actually won. We just we didn't beat them handily. We we didn't beat them the way that they're beating us, and that feels wrong. And I think Louisville fans are insanely upset about it. It also has UK fans being more chesty than they've ever been in our entire life. I mean, cocky UK football fans is something that I've never dealt with in my entire life, and I don't like it. I don't like dealing with it now. So my answer, my long-winded answer to your question is, for this year specifically... Uh, I forgot the question. Yeah. <laughs> for this year specifically, my answer is UK, even though I recognize Clemson as the better team and also hate them. Do you know TJ didn't even know Satterfield was coaching our defense? He's so far. He's so out of the loop. I'm like, because he, he, he made he, he he's asked, calling all the plays. He asked me if I was had come around to Brian Brown's defense, and I was like, who? This is a sat defense. I'm like this is a sat. This is a sat sack. This is our, this is the sack of sat. This is he's running the defense. He's you doing it all. You don't want Scott's D. You all opinion. You. <laughs> you don't want Scott's. You don't know what Scott's D is going to do to you. <laughs> What's going to wreck your world? <laughs> You been seeing what Scott D's been doing lately? <laughs> Roll the tape. <laughs> I don't know what to say. What's your answer to your own question? <laughs> Who would you pick? Give me a minute to come off that last statement, by the way. Um, still thinking about Scott Steve? Just, uh, I mean, I can't get it off my mind. It's just there. I wake up in the morning, open my eyes, and it's there. I close my eyes, go to bed, it's there. It's the talk of the town right now. It's everywhere. Scott it's, Steve. If we don't make a shirt for that, I don't know. I mean, sell them at the stadium. Scott's D is saving his job. Everyone fears, fears the Sats D. Scott's D. I mean, a lot of times you look at some guys and you're like, I wonder how he got to that position in life. People say that to me all the time. I mean, it's usually the D. The, the penetration. Okay. I mean, he's just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making a point. We just celebrate it. Yeah. Earmuffs. Uh, my own question, I'd be Kentucky, too. Okay, I think, because when you asked the last time, you said Clemson. Well, I guess maybe, but I, I mean, it would be nice to kind of pop their bubble and get over that hump of Clemson, but I'm just getting sick of losing to Kentucky right now. That's my big thing. I mean, I know it's only been two, but it's too, too many. And for the record, I don't think my, and this would be, this, this makes it tougher, but let's say Clemson is, we, we play them right before we play UK. So they would be 10-0 at that point. And like I said, if they lose one game this year, they're almost certainly out of the playoffs. Yeah, they're Orange Bowl bound. And let's say UK season kind of goes off the rails. They lose to to Tennessee this weekend handily. They lose at least one of the games against Vandy and Missouri, and like their season is just kind of wrecked. And they're only six and five, maybe five and six when they play us. I still think my answer is UK, even though like a win over UK on their home field when they're five and six or six and five would not provide as much pain as it would have if they were you know having this special season. They were nine and two or eight and three. Whereas beating Clemson on their home field ruins everything for them, I still go just because of how bad it's gotten and how I think much that game would mean to Satterfield. I still go with UK. Plus, it's at Lexington this year. Exactly. Be nice to go into their, their but Clemson's house. at Clemson too. True, but Brian Tiger fans storming the field would be a sight to see. Oh, we get to hear about Clemson how they only lost one game at home since 1922. And let me say this: I Clemson fans they always do this thing because I don't know if you've heard of this. They they storm the field after every game. Yeah, yeah. They always say, win or lose, we gather. I ain't ne- I, I've never seen them storm the field after a loss. Well, they've only lost, like I said, one game there. Since, like, they barely years. lose at home. I want to see if they would actually do it. I want to see the sad sons of, that would actually have to come out of the field after losing a game to a very average Louisville team on their home field that wrecks their playoff chance that are like, let's go meet at the Paul, guys. 
Let's go storm the field. I, I want to watch that happen. My old man too. That that like. I might change my answer now. Now that I'm thinking, <laughs> now that I have that visual, I'd like to see what the players are doing. Like like these people are like around, like asking them for gloves and like they know they're not going to the college football playoff now. If, if I'm like a you know stud all American future pro who just had his dream of playing in the college football playoff wrecked right before the end of the season, and little Johnny son of a like walks up to me after storming the field and wants to take a picture with me. I'm drop kicking him. I'm getting out of there. Like Going I, Jermaine Burton. I want to. I want to. I want to see the scenario play out. God, now, now thinking about it, I've really. God, please beat them. Please beat them. But I mean, it, it, I doubt Kentucky's losing to Vanderbilt and maybe not Missouri as well. So I mean, Kentucky could be in the. We'd be wrecking something. Yeah, we'd be wrecking. I mean, other than their, their dreams of being, you know, the better than us. The win. The, the, the best comparison that we Plus can we make. owe it to Kentucky for that. They've done it. They've well, done. I was going to say like, the, the best comparison that we can make, and I, I'm not the first to draw this parallel is it would be our 2016 win that they had over Lamar Jackson. Like, we had had a special season up to that point. I know we'd been blasted by Houston the week before, but still, we had a lot to play for. If we'd won that game, we would have gone to the Orange Bowl and played Michigan mm-hmm. instead of playing, you know, it was, I think it was the, I don't even remember, I think it was LSU that year in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, which probably would be probably better. I mean, the LSU yeah. destroyed Florida us. State got, took our spot and they won. They, they beat yeah. Michigan. The team that we beat by 43 and had the same record as, they got the Orange Bowl bid over us because we lost to UK. But, it also, I think more importantly than that, it kind of jump-started the Mark Stoops there. Because at that point in time, he was still widely criticized by UK fans. They hadn't seen the type of results they wanted. He had been pretty much owned by, by UofL. Back-to-back uh, going into UofL game with five wins, needing just one to get a ball. And we back-to-back years, we ended it And him. they'd been up big in both those games. Yep. You know, we had a backup quarterback coming in both Cal those Warren, games. Yep. And we ended <laughs> Kyle Bolton. Kyle Bolton, yeah. Kyle Orton played at the Purdue. Like, that game, I think, sold a large segment <laughs> of the UK fan base on Mark Stoops. And he didn't, you know, they, they didn't knock it out of the park right away. Like, 2017 was a little bit of a step down. But, at, like, that game bought him some time. And I think Satterfield winning that type of game this year would have the same type of effect. But again, now, now you're starting to convince me to go towards Clemson. Oh, because you don't want to. <laughs> so, yeah, now you're, starting to, now you're starting to sell me more. I'm rooting for Scott. I'm rooting for a little bit of win. Yeah, you have to. I, mean, I would hope so. Uh, let's take a break. We'll have your thoughts on the Thornton sex line. When do you think this was? A, when was the last time Louisville had a win that would potentially match the value in a win this weekend over Wake Forest? Also, UK Clemson. Who would you pick? I mean, not suspect it's only it could be the fifth time we beat a top ten team home or away. It's, these things don't happen very often. No, they're very rare. They're, they're very rare. Before we take a break, though, reminding you if you have air conditioning or heating problems. Only one place to go in the city. It's our guys over at AirServe. Call them at 502-264-9662. Over at AirServe, they are focused on air quality and energy efficiency. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, they will always make sure that you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home or your place of business. For, for more information, visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville. That's A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. Or call them directly at 502-264-9662. We'll read your hot, hot text coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X.
dressed in their summer clothes. I have to turn my head until my guard is closed. Favorite Rolling Stones song? Um, this is mine, I'm saying. No, I'm trying to think if I... I like this one a lot. Uh, Ruby Tuesday. Sam's also not a huge Rolling Stones guy, too, so... I, I like Ruby Tuesday a lot. I like this song a lot, though. Patrick wants to say something. I'm sorry, Patrick. I had... Is there a theme today? No, just randomness. Okay, good. Like... <laughs> <laughs> my mid-show panic. Bill Collins, Beach Boys, and the Rolling Stones. Somebody will find a correlation. Like them, some, so there's some way they're connected. Somebody correlates. So there's are. something from the 80s that connects them in a way. But, but, but that's, you know, for another show. Somebody might, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to see that. You should just lie. Be like, yes. See if you can figure it out. Yeah, if you can't, I mean. It's, it's, All right. The Thornton Stacks line is 502-414-1450. We love hearing from you. It's your damn show as well. We love when you take control. Uh, text line, obviously. Just now, I, I, should have, I should have looked at this during the break. But uh, to no surprise, the Scott's D took, talk took off on the uh, on the text line there. Uh, text line says, uh, Scott's D, sponsored by Unlimited Directions, LLC. <laughs> I still think they need to step up. You see, I mean. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. I was going to say, but intended. <laughs> text line, I agree with Mike. This would be the biggest win since FSU in 2016. Crazy to think that it's been that long that we've waited for another big win. Well, first of all, are you agree with you me, too. That. Yeah, You, I was you like, said it first, too. I'm just getting like, thrown to the side over here. There's, yeah, there I agree with Mike. Trevor can suck it. <laughs> you know who gets big wins every year? Uh, Thornton's? Jeff Brom. <laughs> Jeff Brom, yeah. Except for this week. Hey. Jeff Texas, Brom. what are your thoughts on Ruben Owens' Instagram story? Um, oh, that's not good. What did he do? What, I mean, what did he change something in his Instagram? He no. reposted 24-7 Sports ranking of the college football coaches on the hot seat, which has Scott Satterfield at number four, and he just said, oh, my. Well, so? I mean, I don't think I'd take nothing out of that. He's just saying, oh, my, I like that coach. I don't want him fired. He doesn't have to say anything. I mean... He could have just saw that and been like, oh, "Okay, Ruben, you said it. You said you said it all when you said nothing at all." Not thrilled about it. Texas Joey Vital still bangs, but "Paint It Black" was his walk-up song when he banged the most. It's true. Uh, I was thinking from the movie Stir of Echoes. It's in like a million movies. I know, but it was the main... Jimmy Shelter also is in like a billion movies. It was the, the it was part of the the plot line though in that movie actually. I feel like there was a period of time, and maybe it started with um um what was the the movie that Scorsese finally won the uh, Oscar Departed. Court, the Departed. I think it's which they with, ruined with the shot of the rat at the end. It, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, the movie's so great, and they're like, "Really? You got to show the stupid rat?" Just in case you weren't aware of the theater. Yeah, right? yeah did he, right? are you gonna, gonna walk in the theater as well? And just smack me in the back of the head. He's dead. <laughs> and he was a rat. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> the I feel like it started with the Departed, but like during those like three years, I felt like every other movie trailer. Had Gimme Shelter. It was like, and I'm like, again? Really? You just go through puberty in the middle of doing it. I, well, I can't do it, my voice. Okay. I, still can't, I can't do the making. Oh, I still can't do it. Uh, but like, I can't do it. But uh, it was that, that, like that little start would happen. I'm like, I, I, another one? I'm like, it's a cool song. It makes trailers look cool. I get it. But we're going to have to, we, we need to diversify a little bit right now. Oh, that movie did bring us Dropkick Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I played that on on, on another radio station one time in my early days. And right off the bat, somebody's like, "You couldn't, you can't, we can't play that. That's Diener's song." Well, some we did. I'm like, who? I was like, so? I was like, I'm playing the damn thing. We had a uh, we had a like a new producer when we first had the show in 93.9, and they one time let us back in with um, Werewolves in London. Like every everybody's like that's Matt Jones. That happened to me. That I did that happened as well. Because it, it did, and I honestly, like, I did know that time. Like I was like, I was like, oh, this is this just feels wrong that we're coming back in. Uh, I, I didn't know Dean had a show at the time when I did. It. I was like, he's on the air again. Where was London's a good song? And it is a good song. Can't, we can't use it for anything now. Matt yeah. Jones claimed it. Thanks, Matt. You ruined it. Stole it. Just took it from everybody. We got to claim a song. What would be? Well, <laughs> when other when other people play it, it's gonna be like. That's Mike's song. No one's playing Rob Zombie, oh, Rob Zombie, Rob Rob Thomas and Santana Smooth without giving us royalties. I do love that song. <laughs> Texas, if UK is average and Clemson is undefeated, I got to go Clemson. I understand. I, I don't like I just because I have the UK stands. There are clearly I think you can go either way and be fine. Yeah, I think it's also matters if you're thinking short term or long term. Like you said, long term, I think it obviously I think it is Kentucky. Especially for the fan base mental state of state of mind, but can, for short term, it's, pro, it's probably it's Clemson for just this one year. Because you're right, Kentucky. I mean, unless Kentucky does continue winning out, and they're you know four in a row hurts. Four in a row really hurts. It's, yeah. it's the lopsidedness too that makes it. Yeah. And also, it's the last game. There's a recency effect at play for sure, especially with bowl games becoming more and more devalued. I feel like it just. It, it has been the single biggest detriment to Scott Satterfield's tenure here. The, those two UK games. You know, if we we win this game, beat UK this year, that we're gonna do to them like they did with Lamar. Like we beat him, he sucks. Uh, we'll be like, God, we'll, we beat Will Levis. Well, ran, yeah, I mean, so what I'm saying. Ran, we ran for four touchdowns on you last year. Ah, that doesn't matter. At least Lamar did it twice against them. The thing was like he in, dominated him in the one that he quote unquote fumbled. Supposedly, supposedly fumbled. The ground was may have caused that. His numbers in those three games are outrageous, and he didn't even start the first time that he played against them, where he single handedly beat him. And I do love that it became like it, it somehow has flipped into this thing where it's like we owned Lamar. And like anytime I see an NFL highlight, oh like, yeah, like good thing he's not playing UK. He might have fumbled. I'm like he just he destroyed you, dudes. Sorry, we gave up 41 points because our defensive coordinator was already leaving town. <laughs> Sorry, I'm seeing just more Jamar Chase stuff coming out now. Patrick said it's not true. That's a rumor. Really? Well, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter would disagree. What do they know? Yeah, what do they know? Texas, imagine Scott's D all over Levis and Kroger Field. Only fans would be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Levis doesn't want to see Scott's D. No. Not right now. Not the way it looks right now. No, no. Scott's D looks different than it did. This isn't this isn't Scott's old D. He no, it's it's no, no, it's it's gotten more aggressive. This is that new Scott D. <laughs> Aerodynamic. He's got his confidence back. He's got his swagger back. He's got his D back. <laughs> we call the defense the Viagras. <laughs> Text that I need a Bob Knight like speech from Sat to our football team saying I'm tired of effing losing to UK. We we did that last year though. Like that was the whole thing. Remember like when I, when I said somebody's gonna have to sell me on us on this year's game being different. Like tell me why. The most common response that we got was people saying, well, Satterfield understands the rivalry now. Like, he, he he admitted that he didn't get it, and he said as much. during. He, yeah. he kind of tried to play into that narrative in the week leading up to the game. Like, I didn't really realize how nasty it was, and, you know, I tried to, you know, I was mad about the L's down, and everybody said that, and guess what happened? We went out and we got our asses absolutely kicked again. It did not matter at all. So the whole, like, 
Satterfield, I'm assuming, approached the game differently last year than he did in 2019. I would hope so after saying all that. But him, every U of L player knows what this game means. They hear about it on social media. They see people talking about it. If they listen to any show, they hear about it 365 days a year. It should not take a Bob Knight esque speech to get these guys fired up for that game. I mean, don't even like say we're just walk in and just like hit play on the VCR. They still VCRs. And like, and just show the, the highlights of Levis scoring and his, his rubbing and, and counting the number of yeah. touchdowns they scored. Just against. play it. Just don't just walk in. Don't even say a word. Don't even say words. Walk, walk back and forth in front of the TV a few times. Clear your throat. Hit play. Watch it. Hit stop and go. And just look at the crowd. and Go. Let's go. Yeah. Well, that's all you need to do. They would lose their minds. I and did. He would run wild. I did like the added energy that Satterfield showed after last weekend's game, and I would like to see that more from him like the the fist pumps the, like the aggressive high fives to the fans he's walking under the tunnel we never would have seen that if, if Tyler, Tyler Griever from WHS hadn't gotten the video but I could use more of that from Satterfield I yeah I think it's it's overstated a lot of times in, in people talking about that importance but just from a fan base that wants to see a little bit more fire I mean I've said this a bunch of times this year if he wants to be here if he wants to be the guy that turns the football around and leads us back to you know where we all want the program to be he sure as hell doesn't act like it sometimes. And that was acting like it after that game. Like, he acted like that win meant a whole lot to him. And, like, it wasn't just because he's tired of hearing it from the fans. It was because he wants to be here and he wants to get that program right. I would like to see a little bit more of that from these last during these last five games. I could would agree 100%. Texas says Scott's T is aggressive. It is very aggressive. Sometimes it too aggressive. At all angles. Sometimes too aggressive and you got to calm down or you get beat by the big play. There's a big burst. <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out how this was connecting. <laughs> like, big play. <laughs> you have a busted coverage because you're overly aggressive. Yeah. And the score happens too quickly. So sometimes you've got to tone down the aggression a little bit. But more times than not, Scott's D recently has Got to be a little bit more passive. A little bit more passive. You have to be aware of your surroundings a little bit. That's no cap. Yeah. No, no cap. <laughs> I don't think you say that's no cap. Why not? I just think you... Don't, don't, he's on a roll. Just, <laughs> just yeah, let him go. Yeah. <laughs> Texas, us through the remainder of the season, how short is the leash on Malik, and do you think Brock starts more than one game left on the schedule? Uh, the leash is, the leash is extended. It wasn't pulled. Well, hold on. this last game, I think. I don't think, like, we, we really haven't talked about this, and we probably should have talked about it more on Tuesday's show. Satterfield's comments, they seem to indicate that he is, like, like very willing to, to pull the trigger on Brock coming into games moving forward. Like, he did not voice the same type of confidence in Malik that he's been voicing all season long. I mean, he straight up is like, Malik's got to be better. Like, he was not good. He's like, we've got, you know, the offense has looked good with Brock back there, and we're not going to hesitate to put Brock in should the situation call for it moving forward. I think if, if especially against a Wake Forest team, and Pitt's defense has been pretty good this year. They ranked, I think, 29th in total defense. Wake Forest is not good. They're 69th no, in total defense. They want to, giggity. Giggity. They want to outscore you. If Malik comes out, and I mean, again, their D is not as, as good as ours. Scott's D can be on point in this game. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't do it. I, I almost <laughs> did it straight face. Scott's D can be on point in this game, and Wake's still going to put up some points. They're still going to score. We need the offense has got to be significantly better than it's been in recent weeks. And if you see early on, like say through the first quarter, that we're not getting it done on a porous Wake Forest defense. I think you've got to go with Brock Doman pretty quickly, especially if you got Tyon Evans back and he adds a different dynamic to the running game. Which it just didn't seem like the leash, it seemed like the leash was kind of long and 
against Pittsburgh, and obviously Brock came in, but it was injury related. Brock also got hurt himself, though. Like he did ding- he? he dinged up his hand. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm not sure he would have. They said that Malik was going to come in regardless after that first possession of the second half. Did he complete a pass in the Pitts game? Who Doman? Yeah, he, he completed two, 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 two five. He had the one, the Tyler Hudson, the big Tyler Hudson one. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which every Pitt fan like still this week is like they they reviewed it and it was wrong. Like he still was out of bounds. He still was out of bounds. And U of L had the money shot of him like right up on his foot where he's clearly in balance. Because I seeing it live, I thought he was out. I always thought the defense is the one that brought the money. <laughs> Scott D. Yeah. <laughs> the offense has to do a better job at complimenting Scott D for sure. They do. They do. I mean, yeah. it's a. It can't all be one person. I mean, we can't have two nice things. We can't have all nice things at once, right? We if one one is one is lacking, the other is flourishing. It's true. I mean, we the timing for this era of Louisville football has been so off. Like, if we had had the turnovers, like differential that we have this year, last year, we're probably eight and four, or nine and three, and or, or even two years ago. Like turnovers were awful for us. We could not generate them. We could not hold on to the ball, and now we're getting it. But the offense suddenly is not producing at a level. like This is easily the worst offense that Satterfield's had statistically in his four seasons here. And it just, and again, his D is getting it done for the first time. And I mean, we're Scott, not capitalizing. He's on the wrong side of the ball. Scott, Scott can't be everywhere at once, guys. No, and they, now we want him in the, in the stands as well. I mean, the man, the man has saved special teams at Louisville, he's resurrected the, the, the D, he's brought it back from the dead. It, it, it's, it's up alert and, and, and is and is as hard to score on as it's ever been. I mean, the offense. I mean, you can only do so much, I guess. I mean, what the man? The man needs some help. He's just Lance. Stop! Stop calling Charlotte and do some work, buddy. It's Lance's fault now. <laughs> Look, we fully gelled. It's time to start pulling your weight, Lance. Yeah. Texas Trevor's putting so much effort into diminishing our hypothetical top ten win against Wake Forest this weekend. Yeah, but two years from now, people won't remember Wake Forest being top 10. Are you saying I'm wrong, Texter? Yeah, but that, does that really matter? It's like I said, we, we talked about winning the Orange Bowl. Yeah. But, I mean, if I named the other, when we went to the other day, though, when you say who's the other four teams we beat in the top 10, you can name them all. Um, in the last, all time? Yeah. Because it was FSU in 02, mm-hmm. WVU in 05, mm-hmm. uh, Florida State in 02. No, oh, it's 16. In, it's 16, I meant, yeah. yeah. And then who was the fourth? Florida. Oh, Sugar, yeah, the Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wake Forest, you know, not to steal from the electric company, one of these things is not like the other. No, but, I mean, we remember them as the only top 25 team that Satterfield's beat. And just because it's still so, a forgettable because program. It's so desperate. I mean, it's still. <laughs> I mean, five wins all time against top 10 teams is pretty desperate, too. I think, they, I think we remember those because of those. Like, I know they're big names, but I still think we would remember if there was, like, a Tulsa tossed in. Like, remember the time we beat Tulsa when they were top 10? Jeff Brom has three top five wins in his time at Purdue. Does he? Hmm. Interesting, Patrick. <laughs> just always bringing that Brom It's an observation. I'm just observing. Texas Clemson <laughs> last year was a big missed opportunity. Yes, it was. We should have won that game. There's been many missed opportunities, includes Clemson. Texas, this W would be like us trouncing Miami at PG, PJCS when we were the babies of the Big East. Nah, I don't know that. I mean, this Wake Forest team is better than that Miami team. Well, that true. Miami team ended up being six and six. Yeah, but they were seventeen when we played them. Mm-hmm. And there was there was more on that game than than just beating my a number seventeen during Miami. I mean, we were, you can't tell me that team and the fans weren't still just so bitter from the the Kerry Rhodes game from two years prior. Well, there was the bitterness of that, and there was also us playing in a conference that was seen as the you know redhead stepchild of the power conference programs, 
and we didn't get programs like Miami to play us. They and Miami jumped on the bird. They jumped on the bird was it was a big thing afterwards. But I think that also was the third week of the season. It was early on, I and mean, we know this Wake Forest team is good. It's yeah. late October. They've got one loss, and it was to Clemson, who's top four, and it was in double overtime. Like that Miami team, we thought they were going to be better than they were. They ended up being six and six. I think played like Nevada in a bowl game mm-hmm. uh, and lost. They like this win would be over a better team, but it probably wouldn't have the same impact as that game did. I mean, I was this though when you talk about like, like if you did a history of Louisville and like moments and plays, the Mario already a slant route touchdown would probably would definitely make. Oh, I still I still say it's the last Cardinals game's ever been. I mean, that's 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 one of the more iconic moments in Louisville football history. Texas says Boise was in the top ten when we played them in the bowl game. In Liberty Bowl. They were undefeated out of that. I mean, they they might have been. I mean, yeah, you're right. They were undefeated. I've heard part about that game was all the Boise State fans talking trash about how we were going to lose Petrino. And it was our coach that wouldn't have believed me before Petrino. We were number seven in that game. Boise State was number 10. Okay. So, so that's we, five top 10 wins. I thought you were the, was it you were, I thought you said Kelly Dickey stat said that we'd only beaten like four or something. No, you. I thought you just said that on your own. No, you brought it up to me. I no, I didn't. I asked you about top tens, and you said there was only like four. I did not say that at all. I've got. I, I had no idea when you said that. I was surprised. I thought we had more. I, I said mean, that we've beaten one top twenty-five team since we joined the ACC. So I wonder how many. Is there any other games we're forgetting? We're forgetting I don't about know. I was there? trusting you. I was trusting you. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I did not. Definitely did not bring that up. Texas says, instead of resurrecting the D, would you say that Scott has actually erected the D since we've never had a D under Brown? With a lot going on in that text, but I liked it all. <laughs> Poor Brown and his little D. <laughs> Easy. Insignificant. Texas, if Scott, gets stereotypes. if Scott beats Wake, we all bow down to his D. Yeah. Texas says, is, uh, Scott's D has a big chore this weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Scott's D is a tall task, for sure. Scott D has a big chore this weekend covering that big O of Wake Forest. Yeah. There's a Scott D penetrated Pittsburgh's big men all game. We were concerned that game would last more than four hours. I mean, got to call your doctor. Do we do we have a weather update for Saturday? I have not seen one. I'm assuming because I haven't heard anything that it's going to be fine. Because you, you typically, if, if there's going to be bad weather, you like hear about it around this time of the week. I mean, I'm assuming the if it rains heavily, that can only help Scott D, right? It wouldn't be the worst thing for Scott's day. I mean, Scott's day is always better when it's... A little moisture. <laughs> Scott's day not afraid of a little moisture. No. Texas, I hate thinking it and asking it, is Malik the weakest link on our team? He's been... I mean, there's there's no way around it. He has been not good. Like, this, he's had moments... I've been, I've been preaching this. Everybody's been mad at me for over a year now. I've been telling you Malik is not as good as everybody thinks he is. Well, because he hasn't been playing... He hadn't been playing as badly as he has this year. Even last year, I told you this year before. I told you going into last year when we, that he was how awful he was in 2020. You also just like ignored the stats. Like the stats are there this year that are saying he's markedly worse this year than he's been before. His passer rating was like top 20 good in college football all three of the last three years. He's like a hundredth this year. He's way down. He's he's not throwing the ball well at all. And I don't know how much of it is. I get lack of chemistry with the receivers. The receivers not getting separation. But even when he has open guys, he's he's missing them, and he's he's still making the dynamic plays in the open field. But we knew he could do that. Yeah, I mean, he's just not a good quarterback. I've been seeing it for years now. He's just he, 
below average quarterback. Well, that's like saying, like, I've been saying Tom Brady was bad for years. Now you're all just seeing it. Like, no. Like, he was not as I'm nearly as— Belichick was overrated. He was not nearly as bad as you said he was going into the season, but he has not been good this year. Like, the criticism of Malik Cunningham this season is justified. And I do think it says something that when he was out against Virginia— the offense had a different flow to it. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if Brock Doman is. The, I still don't think Brock Doman is the guy that you say you got to start him because the offense is no. clearly better with, with Doman under center. I mean, he does not have Malik Cunningham is a stronger arm than Brock Doman. Like what Brock does better than Malik is stand in the pocket, go through his progressions, and not just bail. But you also understand why Malik would be quicker to leave the pocket because he can turn a broken pass play into a seventy-five. I mean, our best offense for half this year has been broken plays with Malik running. But Doman, I think receivers trust him more because they feel like on called pass plays, the ball's going to be thrown. And that changes things a little bit. And I, th- I think Malik would benefit from doing a little bit more of what Brock does, staying in the pocket, not being afraid to take a hit, and going through his progressions and letting people run their routes. But More like Brock. What? I can't just be more like Brock. In some respects, for sure. <laughs> but... If Malik, uh, I mean, I'll say this, if Malik is not going to be any better than he's been, I mean, really so far this season, with rare exception, we're not going three and two down the stretch. We may not go two and three down the stretch. And at that point, you have to turn to, you have to be willing to turn to Doman. Like I said, if the offense comes out and is doing nothing through a quarter or maybe a quarter and a half against a bad Wake Forest defense, you've got to go. You've got to go to Brock. You've got to at least see what you've got there because you can't ask for Scott Stee to hold this Wake Forest team to, like, 24 points. It's, just, it's not going to happen. They, they score on everybody. They're going to score on they, us. They score 30 in their sleep. Exactly. Like, they, you you have to go into this game thinking, we need at least 35 to have a shot. We probably need more. And if they're not going to get it done, you got to at least take a shot with a with, with Brock Doman and see if he can you know, get the juice going. Uh, we'll take a break. Five o'clock hours on the way next. We've got uh, oh, more. Scott Steve gets the juice going. Scott Steve gets the juice going. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Send in your thoughts. We'll take more of them in the 5 o'clock hour. I will also turn our attention back to uh, broader topics about Wake Forest on Sunday, uh, Saturday. I keep getting the date wrong. What's going on? Um, <laughs> I'm going to come in tomorrow? Saturday? I wish. I wish. Uh, again, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Reminding you again about our guys over at First Bankers Trust. If you have financial needs and you're in the city of Louisville, there's only one place to go. It's First Bankers Trust. At First Bankers Trust, they work with each client individually to help you meet your financial goals. They also offer a wide range of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning. For more information, go to firstbankerstrust.com. Scott's D, Kenny's D, everybody's D. And making money, they all start with one word, trust. First Bankers Trust. Take a break. We'll come back. Five o'clock hours on the way next here on 1450 The Big X.
how weird do you think it would be to try to explain to the user today? We have Patrick in here. Explain to him. Remember, they premiered this commercial on national, or this music video on national TV. Huge and like, thing on Fox. Everybody watched it. Like, I watched it. My parents could not have cared less about Michael Jackson. I don't think I knew much about Michael Jackson at that point in my childhood. And we all sat together and watched it because it was supposed to be this groundbreaking. It was going to change everything, this music video. And we were like, it was cool. They did add a lot of the CGI stuff they had in it. was Like, the, 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 I remember the faces changing was cool, but it was yeah. not, you know, I think everybody wound up being a little bit. The hype was so, like, high. It couldn't have possibly lived up to it. And the video was like 30 minutes long. It was too long. Way too long. But the song was like, you know, people were like, eh, it's okay. But it was like, that something like that the will never happen The song is a bad again. rap because of the video, because the song's a good song. It's, it's okay. No, the Dangerous Time doesn't get enough respect. It's a good album. It's okay. I mean, you got, you got Remember the Time, Black and White. I mean, those are two great songs. Again, <laughs> two different strokes for different folks. You got Slash on the guitar for the album. Yeah. I keep forgetting to turn you on right away. Say it again. Definitely couldn't imagine sitting around with the family watching, watching music a music video. video. Michael Jackson music video coming out. I mean, it was something everybody did. I mean, if Michael, if there's a new Michael Jackson music video coming out, that'd be pretty crazy. That would be well, that would be the same. Would you gather around with your family to watch that? I probably would. In fact, he's been dead for like ten years. Doesn't help. But that's the joke, Trev. <laughs> what have I told you? You gotta stop explaining jokes. They are funnier when you explain them. We get some scoop from Rick Bose. Now let me here. tell you why we're laughing at Scott Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Rick Bose, a little bit of scoop. Uh, I mentioned it was U of L Women's Basketball Media Day. There was a teams do these secret scrimmages now, right? That somehow become not so secret. Like, <laughs> everybody finds out who everybody's playing. And then somehow the winning team always leaks like what happened to the media. According to Rick Posich, he says, Word is the Louisville women's basketball team led Michigan State by 18 late in the second half of a secret, secret scrimmage in town on Monday before Jeff Walls emptied his bench. So let's check on that, Spartans. Yeah. Eat it. <laughs> I just remember the, what was it, uh, the, the team two years ago we all had kind of high hopes for. That, uh, the Ohio State. The Ohio State scrimmage where yeah. everybody was like, <laughs> I heard it wasn't good. Yeah, no, it's, I remember. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Then, Clearly, I knew. I knew where you were headed right with it. So. I think Mac afterwards was like, "Yeah, it wasn't good." Straight up, like that's how the team ended up being a two seed and losing in the first round, wasn't it? To Or Roberts? Yeah, wasn't that? I think that's right. I think that's what ended up happening. Yeah, I think that's we the same team. That. Yeah, because Mac, as the season went on, kind of talked about it more and more, and was basically like, "Yeah, we got our asses kicked." <laughs> or was that the secret scrimmage? Was that the twenty twenty season? Actually, I think you may be right. I think that, that may have been the year that we were actually good. So Ohio State would have been the – well, that would have been the same team that was premature in 2020. Because we were preseason. We were ranked really high preseason. And I remember like hearing that and everybody being like, we may not be as good as the ranking side. Because that was just last year's Ohio State team lost in the first round. Two years ago. Was it was it 19? The COVID season got beat by Oral Roberts. 2021. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last year's season would have been – So I meant last year, yeah. Well, yeah. split years. Yeah. So it was two years ago, basically. Um, Ohio State last year, what did they do? I don't remember. I thought they weren't very good. Did they not? They made a tournament, didn't they? I believe so, but they weren't. They didn't do much. Let's see who can Google it quicker. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Hey, Kentucky lost in the first round last year. I just, I just wanted to bring that up. Are you sure? A nice little reminder is always good. <laughs> just, just one. Just a, Ohio State was a seven seed and lost to Villanova in the second round. Yeah, not great. No, but made the tournament though. Two years before that, they were very good. All right, uh, wait, five, they made the second round, so they made it further than Kentucky. 
And they made it further than that number two seed Ohio State team, too. <laughs> All right, this is the 5 o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. We've got Thursday night football tonight. Actually, a game of relative interest around these parts because the Baltimore Ravens uh, are participating. TK, any excitement for your Thursday night? Who are they playing? Who are they playing? It's somebody good. Chiefs? Uh, they, no, they're playing the Bucks and Tom Brady. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be an interesting game to watch. Finally, I mean, a game with some intrigue on Thursday. That doesn't mean, does that mean the game will be any good? I mean... Tom Brady and the Bucks have struggled a little bit last week. Bucks are weeks. favored by two. Hmm. It must be it's in Tampa, I assume, right? Yep. Eighty four and sunny. I know we mentioned this earlier in the week after the both the NLCS and the ALCS wrapped up on uh, before Monday. The fact that the, they didn't have a World Series game last night or Tuesday with nothing else going or tonight is just but especially last night. There was no nothing competing. Like NHL, NBA, people aren't going to care about that that much like the world series the ratings have been you know what they have been for the last several years not great if you want viewers you got to capitalize on a situation like last night and you, when you're dealing with houston and, and your teams in this are houston and philadelphia you, you you can't tell me that they couldn't have made this happen either because look the yankees had to push back a game to, game five of the nlds because of weather they played it the next afternoon and then Less than 24 hours later, they were playing game one of the ALCS. You didn't push that back because of whatever. Like, you could have made this happen. With the series wrapping up, and you, all you need is two days to prepare. It just it makes no sense to me that they waited until Friday. They could have had a ton of viewers last night who just had no other sports to watch, but dropped the ball, and now they're going to play Friday night and have just their same standard okay ratings. Yeah, I don't know if there's what college games are on Friday night, but I'm sure, you know, even in, it's going to take a chunk out of their ratings and then. I guess they play Saturday and Sunday too, or are they just. I, uh, I would assume I they the would play at least schedule. Saturday. Yeah. I mean, they'd be stupid to play on Sunday. I mean, I guess you can play Sunday night, but Sunday night's Buffalo and Green Bay. I don't even know if you really want to go against that either. Uh, they'll play yeah, sun, uh, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday is the schedule. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're, usually the, the leagues try to avoid playing on Sundays. And the Texans NFL. play the Eagles on Thursday. Yeah, no, that's the next the week from this, this week game. Yeah. <sighs> Because <laughs> Philadelphia fans are like don't know what to do. Because I think there's didn't you say there's a World Series game on that day? What day? Thursday? No, that's no. the one. There's not. No. Oh, is the one? No there, games what? on Thursdays. Okay. Yeah, I thought they did. No. Uh, who are you looking at series by the way? Eagles in Houston. <laughs> no, he the, said series. Series. Phillies <laughs> and Astros. Um, I'm rooting for Philadelphia, but Houston's probably going to win. I am too. That's kind of where I stand. I think I'm. I, I, if, I, if you ask my prediction, I'll say right now, Houston in five. They're the better team for sure. Oh yeah, I mean they're, they've been the best team in baseball this year, pretty much. I mean whether the record shows it or not, but Philadelphia's got some spunk. Don't 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 underestimate the Rocky spirit that is the, the heart of, of of South Philly. Never underestimate some Bryce Harper spunk. I mean, you get down to Broad Street. Let's let's see let's see if the Astros want. Talking smack then. I want to give props to, you know, we, we've kind of off and on since we started doing the show, kind of crapped on Tennessee football fans because you know, they always it's want to easy. be back. It's, it's, it's very easy. They've, they've been yeah. an easy target for the last 20 years. They no longer are. So they uh, have a legitimate great football team, number three in the country. Hopefully that continues this weekend because they're playing Kentucky. But they had a cool story about they played UT Martin last week. Every SEC team schedules you know, at least one kind of just beat down no-name opponent. They typically do it later in the season. If you're UK, you do it like three times. But Tennessee did it before the UK game. Last week they played UT Martin. It was a nice little letdown after the Bama high, and they were able to hammer the Skyhawks on their home field. 
But there was a story, one of the players on UC Martin, his family had lost their entire house at uh, from Hurricane Ian earlier this year. And UT fans, who we know they can raise money, we know they can pay 17-year-old quarterbacks billions of dollars to come play oh, for this yeah. team. But they got together, and they raised over $85,000 for this kid. And it GoFundMe. His name is AJ Marquez. He's from Port Charlotte, Florida. That's good. To help them all rebuild. They, uh, they listed a goal of $1.00. And uh, after the game, they let everybody kind of know about it. It went viral, and they ended up raising up more than 85000 in less than a week. Very cool. Props nice. to UT fans. And now, you know, I was already going to root for you to beat UK. Now I'm even more excited for you to beat UK. Plus, okay. their jerseys look pretty cool. Those jerseys look awesome. I don't know. I agree. And usually you kind of you're, I, I usually you're poop on weird jerseys. Yeah. Those are badass. The way that the, the all black with that orange, oh, yeah, it looks good. Classic Halloween. As long as they're not going chrome, I'm happy. I'm telling you, man. It's spice chrome helmets. Orange and black teams. That's why the Giants are so successful in October when they make it. Halloween Town. Tennessee's doing the same thing. There you go. I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. I always thought this because they had the, the kid from uh, Days to Confuse pitching for him. He was good for like three years. He was. <laughs> Lindstrom, Lindstrom? Tim Lincecum. Lincecum, yeah. They lost his fastball. But How, Is he still in the league? No. <laughs> he wasn't. He hasn't been gone that long. He's been gone for a while. He, he got reduced to a. I was, remember seeing him on MLB the Show just like a year or so ago. The last time that he pitched for the Giants when they were good, he got reduced to a reserve role because he's he lost his fastball out of nowhere. He has been out of baseball since 2016. Isn't that long? Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. At least in majors, as he played them. Only made me. No, he's he done. He's retired in 2016 after his last season with the Dodgers, with the Angels. I love his mechanics. He's so small and he. Really stretch out. That's yeah. why his arm went was dead. <laughs> Human body's not supposed to contour like that. But I mean, would you try? I mean, he had to. It was it, it was worth it for those three years, probably. Hell yeah, he was a, that, that little stretch. I mean, he's back to back Cy Young Award winner. Norman Dale once said, "Everyone would love to be treated like a god, if only for a moment." Yeah. Three. Uh, by the way, Jamar Chase. We mentioned this off air. Now officially on air. Out for a month. Not great. Still lying to you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. When you first said it. You need to believe me now. Hadn't been confirmed. Is this like the Jerry Lee Lewis thing from yesterday? Can we, do we know if Jerry Lee Lewis is dead? You know, that's, you know, you. I'm glad you brought that up because I did not see it on Twitter once yesterday. Well, no, it was on every single site. I didn't see it on Twitter trending. I went on Facebook and no one was posting. It was anything. the number one trending topic when when it came out. Like every like site said Jerry Lee Lewis dead, and TMZ broke it. And then an hour later, TMZ goes, "By the way, Jerry Lee Lewis is not dead." So. He, this is like Donda County Academy all over again. It is. Is it open? Is it closed? Is it live? Is it dead? I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis not dead. What? What, what is he like? Schrodinger's cat? We can't look in and check on him. I mean, what, what, where, where is this guy? This was TMZ said Jerry Lee Lewis is not dead, as we previously reported. We were told the rock. We're now told the rock and roll legend is alive, living in Memphis. Earlier today, we were told by someone claiming to be Lewis's rep that he had passed. That turned out not to be the case. TMZ regrets the air. It's a tough look. <laughs> So Jerry Lee is still all right. Well, good, good for him. Goodness gracious, he's still alive. Thankfully, and he was like, didn't we say he was like ninety something or 80 87. Late, 87. 87. He's up there because he was young when he got into the, the whole in music industry. I think he was he's still a teenager, but he's still going strong. Uh, we mentioned earlier today. I'm going to send you something here, Trevor. I want you to play. We okay. mentioned you know because we get we get questions every single day about the IRP, which is understandable. The timeline says that we should be finding out about something like today, tomorrow, sometime in the very near future. Josh Hurd talked with the media briefly today after U of L's women's basketball media day. 
he got asked about the IARP. He got asked about the potential outcome. He got asked about you know the NCA now going away from giving postseason bans. He gave a, he gave a short, straightforward answer. I wanted you to hear that. This is for, uh, via Kent Spencer of WHS. Here's Josh Hurd talking about uh, all the questions that you wanted the answers to. I ask myself that probably every day. Is it wishful thinking um, or is it um, do we really feel good about the decision that we'll presumably get here in the near future? Uh, and there's no there's no way to tell. You know, the, the variables in each of the cases are different. Uh, you know, I think the one for me is just uh, the repeat offender status. I think that's the, the glaring difference as you try to compare. Uh, but I don't I have I have no idea. I have no idea. I just uh, you know, I want it behind us. I want I want our program to move forward. I want Kenny and his program to be able to move forward, put this behind us, and just make sure that we never have to deal with it again. I asked myself. Josh Hurd honestly could be any local radio show host with that answer. Like he said exactly what what everybody's been saying. He's like, we know there's a, there's a difference between this case and all the other cases is Louisville status as a repeat offender. We assume we're going to hear something from the IRP sooner rather than later, but not sure when. As far as what the IRP is going to do. No idea, but we really just want this behind us. He, he checked all the boxes right yeah, there. I feel like you wrote this for him. And gave us, yeah, nothing really <laughs> substantial to go off of because I think that he genuinely doesn't know, which... It'd be great if he was like, ARP, what a bunch of losers. Those bums have been taking forever. I'm not sure they even really exist. Yeah, there's no question. Has anyone still seen their office, technically? Well, they've been doing all this time. But that was that was Josh Hurd giving us a update. I say that in air quotes of Louisville's situation with the IARP, which, I mean, God, just 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 do it. Just get it done. Get it done before the season starts. Like, I, I know I'd heard from somebody who said that they you know, they nailed the timeline for Memphis and NC State. They said before November, Louisville's going to hear. We now, that, that leaves us basically tomorrow if it's going to happen because I don't think they're going to release that over the weekend. But it would be so unfair for that to drop after the, the season night. started. After the season started, no. November 9th. Like, like, and that also, once again – Puts into play my worst fear, which is, let's say this season goes as all the national experts say it's going to go, and Louisville's not an NCAA tournament team, and they come, they stumble in Kenny Payne's first season. And let's say we get the IARP ruling in season, late November, early December, and they say, we're going to ban you from the postseason, but we can't do it to a team that's already started playing, so we're going to do it for the 2024 NCAA tournament. That's worst case because it wrecks you for another recruiting cycle. It also puts the fans in a position where if we're already in the middle of a season that doesn't look like it's going anywhere and we know that next season is a lame duck season where we have no chance to even play in a conference tournament, you've got like two full years to wait for exciting Louisville college basketball again. And that would just be the absolute worst. And I, you'd think that the IRP and the NCAA, whoever you want to call them, wouldn't do something like that. But do you really think they wouldn't do something like that? How much faith do you have in their ability to be humane in that situation? Zero. Zero. And it terrifies me. It's why, just just get it. Just I'm. Well, These are the things that keep you up at night, not long COVID. You're damn right. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you don't have long COVID. You have IARP. We're all Stringer Bell, surrounded by Omar and Brother Muzon. Get it over with. Get all, I can see we can't say anything to change Earl's mind at this point. If you're gonna do it, then do it. Get on with it. Like, like that's that's how I feel right now. Just whatever it is, just do it, so we can move on to whatever's next. Yeah, supposedly that was the reason why uh, uh, the Woody Harrison, Harrison guy left the show was because he was Woody mad. Harrison. Woody Harrison, yeah, you know that was the head of the Barksdale group. <laughs> <laughs> that's supposedly he was so mad about them killing off Stringer Bell. That's why he left. He didn't resign. You told me that. 
Yeah. Or and that's why his role was diminished in later seasons. I think he was well, he was only in one other scene, I think, is maybe two. I know that I know the for fact he was with the one when when Omar wanted to meet the Greek. He yeah. comes out he comes out instead of the Greek guy. I'm not even Greek. There's, <laughs> that's one of the best lines. <laughs> there's a Jerry Lee Lewis snip snap, snip snap. Yeah. That's, that's it. <laughs> Poor Jerry Lee. He's alive. He's doing well. <laughs> 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sacks line. We want to hear from you, of course. Texas, did Trevor just reference Schrodinger's cat? Never changed TK. Yeah, I did. I think that's a given. I don't give a crown. I didn't even get love for that from you all. Okay. And I did it right nonetheless. Okay. Texas, Trevor, we are in agreement that the Toads set back Louisville football and basketball by six years. The who did? The Toad. It's what... Remember that was the Dino Gaudio quote about Vince oh, Tyree? Yeah, oh, yeah. You tell that bleeping toad, yeah. Vince Tyree. <laughs> he has, he's been, he's damaged Louisville. His father would be very unhappy. Stop. That's too far. <laughs> I mean, just, and he went to UK. He, 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 he first he made him sad by going to UK, and then now he's he just came back to Louisville. He was, he was a, he was a, he was a toad. He was a mole. Texas, I feel like Scott's D would love a matchup with Oral, Oral Roberts. But it would be better to play them early on in the season before it reaches its climax. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, well done, everybody. Everybody gets a round of applause today. You, you've done well. Thank you, Trevor. <laughs> Texas said, uh, TJ Walker earlier today said P. Diddy from the big city. <laughs> That's you, babe. That's what they call me. That's what they say. That's what they say over Manuel. Texas, does Wagner just have to have a most likely to end up like Trevor Award, or is it just, <laughs> is it just assumed for all Wagner kids? <laughs> Stop. I would love to have an award named after me. <laughs> well, That'd be so <laughs> The Trev. I can... <laughs> Your Trevi recipient for the 2025 class. Everybody's like, no, 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 no. Not me, please. <laughs> I can see my like most most likely to, 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 to change her tire but never get any action. I would be like my 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 boy my name. Texas, oh, this is the KRT Tex. KRT Tex. Why is a portion of our fan base always obsessed with Cal playing zone? He's one of the best man-to-man coaches in college basketball, and we have a top 20 defense more often than not. Well, the times that you're not is when they're obsessed about going to zone. Sometimes. <laughs> it's kind of basic, right? How much do you really coach man-to-man? How much coaching is involved in man-to-man? I mean, it's a lot of coaching. Yeah, it's it been if you're, if you're a switching team as well. I mean, it's it all. Kentucky's defense last year. Not top 20. Number 36. Kentucky's oh, defense two years ago, oh. 35. Kentucky's defense in 2020, 52. And there's anything we love. Kentucky's defense the year before, eight. Kentucky's defense the year before that, 22. Not top 20. Kentucky's defense in 2017, seven. year before that, 39. It doesn't sound like more often than not. No. Uh, in 2014, 32. 2013, 88. 2012 national title. There were seven. I was going to say, uh, if they weren't top 20 with Emily Davis on that defense, I don't mean that's just a way. Their like, offense was too, though. And Gilchrist, too. Sounds well. like they should play some zone. Maybe maybe mix them a little zone, though. Maybe occasionally. Maybe. I'm just saying. It's not a bad thing. Playing multiple defenses is the way to go now. It's a new It's a new day. It's a new era. It's a new day. Yes, it is. New day co-op. I always uh, like the bazones at Pizza Hut. Texas says 2010 through 2014 was the first and only manual four-year win streak over male. They have not won since. Go dogs. 2010 think, through 2013. I, I think that was that was uh, Wolf's first couple years there too. I'm gonna say I think John got there in 09 or 2010. Uh, Patrick says it feels like 2013 well, all over again. Well, they lost to Bullet East on purpose last week, so that way they wouldn't have to play us in the second round. No. So. 
Now, Patrick, you've been, it's your senior year. Besides, I know Mayo's come close to beating Mayo once. It was a missed field goal. Okay, my freshman year, we missed several field goals. Oh, that poor kid. Fumbled a snap on the last field goal that would have been the game winner. Didn't play in my sophomore year. My junior year, not a good game. It ended up being like 23-0. Oh, a new score. But now. But now. The tables are ready to turn. Zeke Washburn is back. Uh, Eli Creech might come back. No, Zeke Washburn's our running back. Oh. He's back. He wasn't with the team last year. He was with the team before. Eli Creech might be back. Undefeated as a starting QB. Like it. I knew the quarterback was that, yeah. Max Ganey, their good receiver. Also back. Mm. Mm. Daniel Sweeney, their running back. Might be back. It was recently Andy. But they lost two defensive starters to transfer over the offseason. They lost a few other starters. I like our chances. Okay. On the other hand, you've got mail. I don't know any <laughs> of the players. <laughs> Chris Wolf. Chris Wolf is back. All you need to know. <laughs> I literally don't think I can name you. Douglas Beaumont's still on the team. <laughs> I said two names of their players. It was impressive. It was impressive. I, you, you did? <laughs> he did. I didn't know. What Max Ganey's dad played at UofL. Did he? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Texted it. Have you all heard the Louisville football version of Kokomo? I think it used to be on YouTube. It was Jay Gruden's team, and the song I believe was used to try to get them to the Liberty Bowl. It didn't work. I I vaguely Why is remember it this. The Liberty Bowl sometimes. I don't remember if it was the Liberty Bowl, but I vaguely it was it was a shell year I think, and they were trying to they, basically they were like auditioning to get this one that there weren't a million bowl games. Yeah, exactly. And they were basically like trying to like you know, sell themselves to a bowl, and they made this video. And they ended up not getting selected, which is kind of embarrassing. But I, I do remember what he's talking about. I can't remember like how it went or I'm intrigued by it. I was gonna say Coco came out eighty seven, eighty eight. That so, would be in line with yeah. Jay Gruden. I'm, yeah, Gruden, I think I think Gruden was eighty seven, if I'm not mistaken. He's like I mean, he didn't play a whole lot. He was only here for like two years. I can't yeah, it's not I don't I can't find it on YouTube, but I I know I know exactly what that person's talking about, but I have not seen it in forever. I mean, I, I we could write one if you want. Well, no, that's it's already been done. Well, we can redo. We're it. originals here on the show. It's revamp. I mean, we we're all about the we're all about the re- revamps, right? It is a reboot. Yeah, re- we all do love, we love reboots here. It was in 1988. Okay. The video no Sounds longer. Like eighth grade, yeah. yeah the video grade. is no longer on YouTube, but it was. I'm not sure what bowl game they were going for, but the video used to be. Oh man, somebody's got to up, re-upload that. Remember like the Holiday Bowl? It was Schnelly, and Schnelly was uh Schnelly's like in the video playing. <laughs> they doing the bongos. He's like ripping guitar, <laughs> slapping the bass. I mean, in fairness, though, in in like from eighty four to eighty eight, everyone, and I and I almost I don't mean that figuratively. I'm almost literally everyone. Everyone did music videos. I think you posted one you found randomly of like Arizona, Arizona basketball, yeah. Which uh, I don't think I don't know if it showed it, but Kenny Lofton was on that team. He was. You told me that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just I mean, everyone did. I mean, Eagles did a video in eighty in eighty eight. I mean, we weren't even. That was the year we lost the Fog Bowl. I mean, we didn't even make it past divisional playoffs, and we had a rap video. So, I mean, it's the. I mean, the, everyone always wants to be the Super Bowl shuffle. There's a great, like old. You, you can you can find this on YouTube because I use it every time I see. I used to write about Dayton. There was a old like intro to like the Dayton Louisville basketball game, and it's so. I think it was early 80, early 90s, but it's so like late 80s, early 90s. 
and they do this whole thing where it's like your regular programming won't be seen today. It's like because we and it's like the Dayton cheerleaders and they they make some terrible jokes like and I'm oh what's his name again oh Brian like push him over and they have this whole song where it's like here we come a laughing come on flyers and they have this it is horribly but they did that bleep all the time before games back in the day they would have personalized songs personalized videos. And I wish we would go back to that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I would, as corny as they are, it's still better than watching people limp sync to Call Me Maybe. Well, that, I mean, it was, again, not a topical reference, Trevor. That <laughs> or whatever. Sounds like 11 years old now. <laughs> the Bruno Mars song, too, that people did those videos, too. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that, that was like a, a thing like 10 years ago. Well, good. Let's leave it back there. It, it's Yeah, it's not. Yeah, those haven't come back. <laughs> Katy Perry firework, all the schools would do it, yeah. There's another firework one. Texas, I think this would be the biggest win for Louisville football since Mississippi State. I'm going with a bowl game in 2019. It depends on how much you value bowl games. Yeah, right? true. It was a nice win, though. I'll say that. It was. It was. I mean, it also you know it felt like it was jump starting the Malik Cunningham era, which wound up you know not. I mean, think about it. We had a lot of hype going into 2020. We were picked to finish. They had all 15 teams in the ACC playing as one big division because we had Notre Dame playing in the COVID mm-hmm. year. We were picked fourth in that conference, and it wound up being a good conference. Two teams went to the playoff. And, I mean, we finished third to last, but we were picked to finish fourth on the heels of uh, the the strength of the 2019 season, which ended with that bowl game victory. Like, bowls do set you up for the next season. I, I think, in, in I guess, so far as preseason polls matter, which is a individual thing. But you can, you can make an argument that bowl games still have significant value even in this day and age. I would probably not buy that argument as much. But if you wanted to say... I think that win was the biggest one that we've had. I think it varies from, from yeah. example to example. I don't think it's just black and white, no pun intended, Michael. But It was a big win for sure. But yeah. I, I still would say this win on Saturday would be bigger, and it would be our biggest since the four state game in 2016. But certainly you can make arguments to the contrary. What would you rank as the Louisville's most impactful bowl win? Sugar Bowl. I was thinking over Fiesta Bowl? Yes, for sure. I think that I mean I remember Sugar Liberty, the, the Boise State Liberty game and Fiesta Bowl were the first three that come to my mind in terms of what I would not putting them in any order, but those are the first three I would almost rank maybe one, two, three, and then in an order. I still say Orange Bowl is bigger than the, the, the Liberty Bowl. I think that that Boise State team was better than that Wake Forest team, but back in the day it was all BCS. Like you know, th- those mm-hmm. are the only games that mattered, and getting into the BCS was such a big thing at that time that I, I would put it was a bigger moment for the program, and that Louisville team also I think was was, was you know. They flirted with the national title game. How crazy! Yeah, those two teams are both, and I mean, Boise won the Fiesta, uh, the uh, yeah festival there. Yeah, but I remember when we went, when we got back from our honeymoon. We landed in I can't remember what airport it was. It was it was one of the ones in Florida, and we get off, and I'm wearing like Louisville stuff, and I'm thinking, I mean, you remember this is 2014. This is we're on the heels of Louisville winning the national title in men's basketball. We've got Bobby Petrino back, and these guys are like, oh, they're like Louisville Sugar Bowl. Florida, they're like like we. I love what you guys did to the, those Gators. Like I'm a Seminoles fan. Like it's all they want to talk about was that that Sugar Bowl win had more of a national impact than I think any UVL win before. I think the the Orange Bowl almost would, and I hate to say put it third amongst the three I just mentioned because it is a big win, but it also just it, it actually fell short of what we we feel like we could have done that year. Oh, for sure, no that, question. I think that they kind of hurt. Like it, if Wake had won, it had been a big thing for them. Like it, I think it maybe it meant a lot to us. I'm not saying it didn't, but. We're big favorites in that game. Yeah, and it just it, it just felt like a consolation prize for what we we feel like we could have done and, and maybe should have been in. The only and thing that and the other two don't have that. Like the, the Sugar Bowl was overcoming. You know, we're getting 
no one gives you a chance. Festival, same thing. You know, those were and the, the only reason why I don't think there was that feeling going into the Orange Bowl that you're talking about uh, about it kind of being. You know, we flirted with the national championship all season long. This, you know, playing Wake in the Orange Bowl seems like kind of a is because we came so close to not even getting that. Remember, this, uh, we uh, needed West Virginia to beat mm-hmm. Rutgers in triple overtime to even get into the Orange Bowl. If that hadn't happened, we would have gone to the, I think the Houston Bowl. Um, oh God! It was like it, cause that's where Rutgers. Rutgers had one. Uh, they ended up with two losses, and they had to play like a, a six and six like UTEP team in the in the Texas Bowl or Texans Bowl or Houston Bowl or whatever it was. Like it was it was terrible. And that was how close we came. So I think we were we felt so fortunate to get the BCS game because we came so close to going 11 and 1 and getting left out that uh you know I think that that kind of that puts about any sort of disappointment you might have had for where you ended up in that postseason. Uh we're over we, we got to take a break here when we come back. We'll take a, more of your text and we'll wrap up the show. We'll look ahead also to tonight's NFL game. Lamar Jackson in action tonight against Tom Brady. First of all, it was the Texas Bowl and it'd be Kansas State. There you go. <laughs> to get straight. We'll take a break and we'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. It's Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Know ya. Show ya. Oh, yo, yo. Oh, ya. Oh, yo, yo. Yeah. All right, welcome back again. Final segment here of the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961 Big X. We mentioned that we've got NFL action tonight. Ravens taking on the box. We also have two ranked teams playing in college football tonight. Virginia Tech on the road taking on NC State on ESPN 730 kickoff there. 10 o'clock on FS1. We'll also have Utah, number 14 in the country, taking on Washington State. So, solid football night. We, 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 honestly, we've earned this after the last just putrid Thursdays that we've been enduring with no college games or a terrible college game and an awful NFL game. A little bit of excitement on the NFL side, and then two ranked teams playing tonight. Should be a late night. Should be a fun night. Utah, Washington State's could be. A, I mean, those are two teams that have been like so like bipolar in their schedules. Like Utah, like one week will look awesome, next week will look like horrible. Yeah. Washington State's looked good. They went to Wisconsin and won. They, they and then I think like the week later they got just completely smoked. Like I know they they have a young quarterback too the 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 transfer from the JUCO transfers will be pretty decent but I mean that's it'll be an interesting game it will be Washington State's lost two in a row now uh, USC beat them pretty bad and then Oregon State beat them by fourteen last week Cameron but, uh, Ward is the quarterback's name that's correct is it yeah nailed it he's from uh, like not Liberty he went, he came from one of the uh, the church like the D two church church schools yeah Liberty's F yeah that, well, yeah yeah I know exactly. Uh, and, that, and no, it was Immaculate Word or whatever. What's that school? That school? Incarnate Word? Yeah, that's where he played. Okay. There yeah. you go. Go Cardinals. That is. Yeah. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. If you have questions you want answered before the end of the show, get them in now. Or if you have weird topic ideas, we can entertain those as well. We'll make our picks on tonight's games coming up here at the end of the show. But before we do, 
I want to hear from you. Texas, the show theme has to be a Wham song. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't actually pick any Wham. No Wham today. I do love More Stay in the Time, though. You asked the question. How do you not love Jungle Love? I agree. It's a great song. I love Morris Day. Yeah. You asked the question about the the weather this weekend. Yeah. It was in terms of trying to make a, another Scott Steed joke. Oh, it was all about Scott Steed joke. I really didn't give two bloops about I the know. weather. But just to, to answer your question, sunny in mid-70s. Perfect okay. weather on Saturday for Wake Forest. The second weekend in a row now. Sounds like blackout weather. It, yeah. It's not. You can't. You, you, they plan these things ahead of time. You never know how it's going to work out. This one probably would have been better suited for last weekend. But you've seen now, I mean, Scott Satterfield basically, in his opening statement during Tuesday's press conference, like, says, we need a better fan turnout. Like, no, yeah. He doesn't say that in those exact words, but he says, we've seen how much a really hostile home environment can help a team. It certainly helps Syracuse when we played them. It's going to help Clemson when we play there next month. Like, we need that same type of advantage for a top 10 team coming in here. I think that the, because the, I mean, everything was perfect about last weekend. Beautiful fall day. 8 o'clock kickoff under the lights, a fairly sexy opponent in the reigning ACC champions, and you had 41,000 people there, and it wasn't really that much. So would love to see a good crowd this week because it sounds like there are going to be even fewer excuses this week. I mean, what's this? I mean, I know he's just won two in a row, and since you know Scott's D has appeared, he seems a little ballsy by challenging the fans now. He's not really challenging the I mean, because, I mean, it's like, like it's, I mean, when, when Charlie Strong's doing it with a 10-win season, it's like one thing, but... It's like Satterfield, you're like you're asking, you're showing, telling us to show up. I mean, congratulations on your last two weeks, but I mean, come on. I mean, he wasn't saying like our fans suck and we need them to come. He's like, he's like, he's like we'd we love to have a big time environment. And you've seen like all the players this week have been saying the same thing. Like, yeah, there's an undertone to that, right? By saying we need a big time environment, like that's like saying there's never been one here before. I mean, no, I think he's saying like you know, or the season. Maybe? We've got a big time team coming in here. We have got a huge challenge. We got a lot of eyes on us. If you want to see your favorite team win this game. We need you to show up and be loud. I don't think that that's like, it's not like Charlie Strong saying, hey, look at what UK's fans are doing. Why can't we be more like them? Which was absolutely <laughs> challenging the fan base and in a very, very poor manner of, uh, of doing so. But at least he had the resume to, to kind of step up and say it. Even then, first of all, like UK was not selling out Commonwealth at that point in no, time. No. And it was, it was, just, it was a, a very large misstep on Charlie Strong's part. Probably a bad example of a school to use to make the comparison to. I mean, the worst example. Tennessee or Texas or something, maybe. Anybody else, yeah. basically, <laughs> w- would have played much, much better with the fan base. But, I, I mean, you've seen, fan, you've seen players doing this now as the week has gone on. I think that they, you know, look, they want to have a big-time home environment. I, I think their message is sort of, if you really want us to, you know, if you want this thing to get turned around, play a little bit of a role. Two stripes? I'd like to see it. I'd like to see a two stripe. Game. I'd be satisfied at one and a half, personally, but. I mean, hell, at this point, give me a one stripe game. Or yeah. give me a, yeah. Give I me mean, a, we haven't even had a one stripe game. We haven't sure. had a one stripe game. We, those stripes are all very visible. <laughs> I'd take a two and a half stripe game. I mean, a true, a true sell, you wouldn't even take out the word, right? Or the yes, whole logo? No yeah. stripe. No yeah. stripe. There isn't a word. It's just the logo. Stripeless. So that's not it. <laughs> The Elite Cadeau yes. announces he will be releasing his top six schools this Saturday. Ooh, an announcement about an announcement. Love these kids these days. That's football. Elite Cadeau is the number one point guard in the 2024 class. He was in town for Louisville Live last weekend. He has okay. said some very positive things about the program since he left. It would be, a, I tell you what, it would be a huge kick in the Scots D if, um, if Elliot Cadeau announces his top six right after Louisville Live and does not include Louisville. I Ooh, assume. That's going to say a lot about Louisville Live. Basically I, during the game. Yeah, two and a half hours after kickoff. I'm assuming we're going to be in that top six based on the comments that he's made since. If not, then I start to 
Yeah, that that would be a bad look. Here's hoping. Fingers crossed. We blame Huntley Hatfield for not clearing. I saw him at the game. He was at the game. <laughs> Damn it, Harlow. Harlow should have Why do we get Harlow? Just put one of the homies out there, one of the shorter ones. If if we're not in his top six, we got to be like, Harlow wasn't funny enough on SNL. That was that was it. His performance on SNL is going to make or break this recruiting like, class. Did I miss it? It's the Saturday, though, it's right? It's the Saturday, yeah. He's announcing Saturday at 6. Well, okay, never mind. I thought, so, I thought you said, I was thinking two Saturdays from now. Okay. I need to remember the DVR. So Harlow's promos were not funny enough yeah. for his gig on SNL. <laughs> if, we're, if we imagine we're not in the top six, SNL airs right after. Harlow just calls him out. It's actually a top seven. <laughs> L- he calls him out live on SNL would be hilarious. It is monologue. <laughs> F. Elliot Cadeau. It's like, everybody's like, what the hell? <laughs> F. Elliot Cadeau. F. U. K. What the hell is he talking about? F. D. J. Wagner. Come play at the Ville. <laughs> I just, Lauren Michaels is the bleep is Elliot Cadeau. <laughs> this, this was a gigantic mistake. Exactly ripping up the picture of the Pope, but I mean, what the hell, man? God. Texas says, um, yes, it's true. Brown has no D. <laughs> Brown's I don't know. D is lackluster. I don't know if they're meaning to. I'm hoping that was that was was meant to be also a mix to a Ghostbuster reference, which is one of my favorite lines in the movie. Might have been when when he calls him D list, and he's like, "Is this true?" He's like, "Bill Murray, yes, it is. This man has no D." <laughs> Texas Malik Cunningham is the Russell Westbrook of college football. I'm. I would like to say that, but Malik's never even had the Russell Westbrook levels. Are the Lakers 0-4? Russell Westbrook is... Is that right? I mean, West Westbrook's been overrated for the entire time, but I mean... The Lakers are 0-4. It's embarrassing. They're 0-4. Just call it in. Good Lord. It's over. Yeah, the Russell Westbrook thing is weird. He clearly wants to be gone. I mean, he's just... Just pay the mail. Let him retire. I mean, he's, he sucks. He's never... He's been one of the more overrated. It bothers me so much that he's the one that finally got the triple-double after Oscar. And then it became like a... And, can do and now it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it, it just diminished what it was once, I think, uh, like a really cool staff to do. Texas Malik was excellent in Satterfield's first year, but he's regressed every year since then. I love the guy, but he's just not a good quarterback right now. He needs to get his mojo back by focusing on executing the game plan and the fundamentals better. I mean, that's also, we point out that there's, I mean, it's hard to find one offensive player that's specifically improved under Satterfield. I mean, you could say maybe Tutu and Josh because, but that was more, I feel like, opportunity than coaching. I think you would point to the offensive line if you're pointing at anything. Got a guy like Caleb Chandler who came in here with not I mean, all he's that high. Much that basic zone blocking. I mean, it's not that hard. But, I mean, Caleb Chandler went from a guy that wasn't talked about as a draft pick to a preseason All American to a guy who's going to be no. highly drafted. And the, the offensive line play was terrible when Satterfield first got here. And it's That's gotten, true. It certainly has gotten better as time has gone on. Um, I mean, you could. I, I, mean, I guess the guys that you would point to would be guys that were not known at all who just started playing more and put up bigger stats, like Marshawn Ford. Has certainly come out of nowhere, but he's also kind of been the same guy the last three seasons. Yeah, he really, uh, yeah, unfortunately. But then again, I mean, it's not, it's for, for a walk on from Ballard. I mean, it's still, he's, restart. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even if he's plateaued at where he is from two years ago, it's still, you've gotten nice. everything you could get out of him. Yeah. I, I think that, which, and it's a lot more than you expected. To get absolutely. Out of you got to say Josh Lifson, Lifson has shown some improvement. Lifson Nation. That's true. That's a good point. Going from no catches to just, you know, game winning touchdown catches. He's lifted, lifts them up where he belongs. Texas, I've been saying it for years too, Trevor. Malik is an average quarterback and racks up empty stats. Plus, he's not good in clutch situations. The clutch I, mean, I don't mean to be mean like I think I hate him or something. I, mean, I know he's not you good hate on him. the show. but You despise him. 
But, I mean, when I say an average quarterback, I guess I mean I should say pocket passer. Maybe I should be more distinctive when I say that. I think the clutch thing is fair. I mean, we, certainly everybody had the conversation after the Boston College game. You know, What's Malik's defining moment? When has he had a chance to go out there and win a game and gotten it done? And we looked it up, and there was, like, what, one against BC in, yeah. in 2019? And even that, I mean, yeah. it's so not memorable that we didn't even remember it happening. Yeah. There's not one moment where in a, in a game where Louisville has a chance to win against a quality opponent, and they've let a lead slip in the fourth quarter. You've said, it's Malik's time. Go out there and be a hero. And he's been the hero. Yeah. And that, like, that's, there's something to be said for that, for sure. Yeah. Last year, he did get us into field goal In the Virginia game. In the Virginia game. And Turner. This was, that was the old Turner. And then that was before Satterfield started working with the special teams, right? Yeah, and that was after, after also he, went, he just went three and out, like four straight possessions, too. One of those, though. One of those, he missed an open receiver, too. It was Harold. But White. one of those, he also hit a dude. He hit Tyler Harold in stride, and he just dropped the ball. Was that the Harold drop? Because there was a couple misses of Harold in that game. I can't remember. Everybody was critical of Scott Satterfield not being aggressive aggressive on play. And he did it, and Harold just dropped the ball. Okay. Like, that would have changed the game. I may have been mixed up. Because there, there was another play, I think, earlier in that game where like, he, he, he airballed, he missed a wild open Harold. But maybe I'm confusing the two plays. Texas, would Satterfield have a better record in his tenure if Pass had never gotten hurt? I don't think so. I mean, what did, whatever happened to pass? Didn't he go to like the Prairie View A and M or something? Exactly. Did is that where he went? I think last I saw, he signed with an XFL team. Who, who Prairie View A and M, the team that's most like popularly known for the lo- their losing streak in basketball. Was that basketball? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. They may have had one in football too, but I remember. I was the, thinking, yeah, I remember the basketball one. Is he signed in the XFL? Yeah, I saw that recently. Which did you see? Which one? He. I don't remember. <laughs> I just saw his like dad tweeted it out. That's good. I. I mean, I don't think. No, I, to answer the question, no. Like I remember hearing before the 2018 season from coaches, like Puma's not not the answer. Yeah, and no. they were like, what I heard going into that season from a coach who was a prominent coach who kind of saw that this was going to be bad. He was like, Jawan is not the answer. Malik, this was his words, not mine. Malik will be playing a different position before his career ends, and Jordan Travis should be starting for this team by October. Now, Jordan Travis played in October, and <laughs> we were getting blasted by Georgia Tech and then transferred like two weeks later. But that uh, ends up being Malik's team, and it's been Malik's team ever since then. I mean, that that source was probably three for three. He should have been. Yeah. I mean, I think – I don't know where you put Malik, though, because he can't – I don't think he can be running. I don't think he can – that's the weird thing is I don't think he could be a receiver or really a running back full time. I, I don't I – don't, so, I, I mean, I don't know where you – I mean, be defensive back if he wants to play in another level. No. I just don't think he can. No. Quarterbacks is the best position. I see. I'm not seeing the link. <laughs> Elliot Cadeau, 29th this weekend, six o'clock. Top six schools. Is it announced tomorrow? A lot of Texas Tech fans in the mentions. Get out of get out of my face. Is he from Texas? Elliot Cadeau. No, he's a West Coast kid. Okay. Well, Texas can be considered West Coast, right? West no. Coast. No, they can't. No. Like, Lord, Mr. Geography over here. Like, no, just to determine to like put a stop to that. Well, he's not wrong. Well, I mean, what about like West Texas? Can that be considered Western? I could always. I'm totally wrong about that. By the way, he's from Brooklyn. <laughs> well, I know Texas is more well, Western. Well, can't can't I, Texas be considered Brooklyn? I mean, it's a lot West, it's <laughs> yeah. more Western than Brooklyn. I'll can't, tell you that. Can't Texas be considered East Coast? <laughs> uh, he, he goes. He currently goes to Link Academy in Branson, Missouri, but he's uh, born and raised in New Jersey area and Brooklyn. Wow, he went from Brooklyn to Branson. Brooklyn to Branson. Hood of the holler. Uh, he might tech. be the only person I've ever heard as an athlete from Branson. 
Text says, did you watch the mayoral debate? I need the Rutherford endorsement update. I'm not endorsing anybody on the show. We had a memorial debate? I, d- I did watch the debate. Um, I know that. Did nothing to change my opinion on anything going on uh, outside of we need TK running as a third-party candidate. I, I should have been on that one. I have noticed that all of a sudden now there are some Craig Greenberg TV ads that are running pretty consistently. I think they realize very late in the game that like this is going to be a lot closer than we thought it was, <laughs> and we may need to get out there and start sharing our message here uh, because, I mean— like I said last week, I think Deeriff is seen as a centrist going up against a a what a centrist going up against a Democratic candidate. Is it Trevor, it, Someone that's neither right or left. Leaning. You're more near center than right or left. Okay, well, isn't that hard to explain? Well, we don't need to explain everything. Well, then don't when use we're the word. It's a political term. It's very. It's, it's not a deep term. Clearly, not that deep. Uh, it's is, like in the word, like yeah, what it means. It's center, <laughs> close to center. Uh, I don't even know what I was saying. See? But important. You're saying that Greenberg's people realized it was close. He's a centrist running against a Democratic candidate who's seen as more of a retread of a guy who's leaving office as an unpopular mayor, according to both parties. And if you don't galvanize the West End, if he doesn't kill that vote, I think he's going to get smashed in, in the suburbs. Greenberg is. I think Deerf has a lot of support there. Uh, and I think now they're just kind of realizing this is it's not just an automatic thing that we're going to elect a Democrat here. Uh, Republican is in play for the first time since 67. It's going to be, it'll be an interesting night. I still think Greenberg will win at the end of the day. That'd be my guess. It's the safe bet. But uh, clearly with them running these ads, they realize it's getting too close for comfort. Ever since you said something. It's this show. It's the, the KSR effect like they have with governors. I'm so sorry I delayed that response by six seconds by asking you what we're doing. Way more than six seconds. Texas most likely to be offered a butt joint, Trevor Kelsey. <laughs> Texas says, my best friend's getting married and his bachelor party is in Lexington the weekend of the UofL UK game. We're going to the game. I'll be wearing red and wanting to bang myself. Well, don't do that in the crowd. Uh, F-U-K. That's... So, wait, is the wedding on the UofL UK game day or is it the bachelor the, party? Bachelor no. party. Okay. I don't even know if I'd want to do that. It's a, it's an odd... Ba- like That's a terrible bachelor party activity. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, because you're, you're, somebody's going to be not happy and it's just... If you're a U of L or UK fan, you take these games, especially these two, men's basketball and football. Those are like the two of the de facto unofficial holidays in the state. You take those games very seriously. It's, yeah. it's a religious experience where you're watching them, what you're doing, who you're watching it with. Agreed. Being forced into it at a bachelor party seems it's kind of a douchey move. I'm just going to say it. Closest thing to religion I've got. <laughs> Texter says, All right, that, that, that Scott Z text is too far. Okay. <laughs> we finally got to one that I can't say. Like, it's too long, too far. <laughs> text that I listened to a National College Football podcast today, and it's wild how many people still think that Malik is one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. I mean, it, well, like the texter said who agreed with me earlier, it's because of the empty stats. He puts up those big numbers on your Dukes and your South Floridas, and it inflates from an outside view. It's I like to call it like the Brandon Cooks effect. The receiver from uh-huh. – who I, I used to love people who like, oh, he's awesome, like, he had 1,000 yards last year. Yeah, he had four games where he had 200 yards and he didn't do nothing for the rest of the season. Well, also, he would do that every year and it would drive me nuts as a fantasy owner. And then you'd, you'd sit there and go look at the end of the year and you're like, well, he had you know 1,200 yards and he must have had a really good season. I think there's no, reason for that. Month. It's also Malik's a flashy player. Like his plays, his big plays are going to stand out more than, you know, Brennan Armstrong's. And also, like the, the, the guys that we thought were going to be so good in the ACC this year have by and large sucked. Like, you know, Brennan Armstrong has been bad. Uh, when he hasn't been playing against us, Phil Dracovic has been bad. 
the dude at Miami has not been as good as people thought he was going to be. Like it's been a down. It, Wasn't Slovis, but Slovis? Slovis has been bad. Slovis was weird too because Slovis had the great freshman year, but then the really bad sophomore year too. So he's just pretty much been a one and done guy. Yeah, but I mean, he had the pedigree as a five star kid coming out yeah, of high he school. Was. He Everybody was. Everybody just kind of assumes that at some point you're going to realize that potential, and he certainly has not. I mean, it's been. The, you know the Especially the May show good, at though. UNC, like he's been the only guy that I think has lived up to any sort of hype, and so I mean, DJ Uyunglele had been really good until last week when he was so bad that they had to pull him. It's been a weird year for these ACC quarterbacks that were supposed to be so good. Devin Leary had been pretty good until he got hurt. Hurt though. I mean, uh, Texas Browns D is soft and always leaves us disappointed. Scott's D can get up and get us excited with the penetration it can get. That was pushing it, but I, it's fine. Push it real good. Texas, I don't think we have to end on this one. I don't think I hate many things more than watching Wake's offense. It is so annoying. It's the most annoying offense to watch going up against your team. You're talking about the, that stall handoff. They like I'm I'm sta- standing, stay hold, <laughs> hold, <laughs> shuffle, and then just like pivot, it, pivot, and it drives you crazy because it works. Like like no. you think like you're watching this, you're like just hit him. Like there's no way this should be able to work. He shouldn't be able to stand like that, and yet they do. Um, tonight, I do that on Madden. I get crushed. <laughs> yeah, it would never work in a video game. It would never work in like. Clawson's a mad genius. I, I, yeah, I don't like the guy. <laughs> say what you will. The creep can roll. That's uh, that's all I can say about him. He's. A, I want that on a T-shirt. He gets it done. The creep can roll. It's a Big Lebowski quote. Oh, I don't remember that. Book. Yeah, but he's a pedophile, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's not a <laughs> Blinking Quintana. Creep can roll. Ten-year-olds, dude. Yeah, Ten-year-olds. but he's a Yeah. No, seriously. Uh, Ravens-Buccaneers tonight. Prime video, 8-15. Lamar versus Tom Brady. The Bucs are a two-point home favorite. You keep thinking that the Bucs are going to turn this thing around at some point, but then you remember Giselle's witchcraft is not happening anymore. Who you got tonight, TK? And we're talking about a Ravens team coming off a choke against the uh, the Giants last week. Yeah, they've been and bad it, recently. It's been pointed out that— Well, they did beat—was the, that last week, or did they—they they oh, beat somebody last Giants week? Giants was last week. Yeah, they beat the Browns last week. Oh, oh that's right. You know, yeah, you're right. 23-20, yeah. yeah. I was like, because the, the Ravens and the Eagles are the only two teams that have a 10-point leads in every game they've played. The difference is the Eagles are 6-0. Oh. The Ravens are 3-3. Three and 4-3. Three. and three. Well, in those games, I guess, so maybe they're oh, gotcha. they weren't up in one of them. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hard stat to swallow. Uh Oh, man, it's a tough one. I'm not betting this one tonight. I'll tell you right now. Stay away from it unless you get more comments to me. But if you want to take my advice, I'll say take the Ravens. Get to take the points in the Ravens. I think they I think they win it close game. Patrick, who you got? Oh, there's been some reverse line movement. It opened at one and a half. Uh, 87% of the money's come in on the Ravens, and it moved to two. Mm. I'm weary on that one. Feels like the, sharp, the Sharps like the Bucks. I'm going with the Ravens. What that means. Going with the Ravens. I think, I think Lamar gets done tonight. Tom Brady. I, I said it. He's done. It's over. It's witchcraft. If he, I, if I buy he, into I tell you it. Now, if Tom Brady doesn't can't look like old Tom Brady against this Baltimore secondary, which is putrid right now due to injury, especially. Then, then we have Rob. Then you can really start hitting the panic button. All right, we're gonna go quick here. VT at NC State tonight, 7:30 ESPN. NC State, despite not having Devin Leary, almost a two touchdown favorite. Patrick, real quick, who you got? NC State. Trev? Uh, NC State win, no cover. Uh, same thing. NC State wins. They do not cover. Also, late night, Utah at Washington State. Utah, a seven-point road favorite. Patrick? Utah wins and covers. Trev? I agree with him. Same. All three. I kind of want to root for Washington State, but I think Utah wins and covers. All right, enjoy the football tonight. We are back at it with Football Friday tomorrow. We'll make our picks for all the weekend's the games, including Louisville and Wake Forest. We'll be on the road at Oxmoor uh, Ford. Correct? 
Yeah. Thank you. Just making sure. Uh, always oh, double check. Well, Oxmoor Ford, the heart of St. Matthews. Come by and see us. By Top Golf, where a friend of mine's working and has offered me a discount to come hang out there. Working at Top Golf. It's good to know people in high places. We need a hookup there. It's going to happen. All right. Stop by and see us tomorrow. If not, check us out. We'll be on at three o'clock. Have a good night, everybody.